This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm Bolognese Sauce. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're just tartin' about as we watch Spine 391 of the Criterion Collection, Lindsay Anderson's If from 1968. Mm-hmm. But first, RJ, yeah. the sun is somewhere behind clouds. The wind is blowing, but it's it's warm. It is uh, that at long last the Wednesday curse that you brought upon us has ended. It's starting to I feel mean, a little summery out, real fast. No spring for you. I mean, did you see the wind today? Uh, Do you I know heard, how windy it is right now? Does can anyone see the wind? I mean, you can see the dust that gets kicked up from yeah, the wind. Yeah, I can see the rustling of leaves in, in the yeah. tree branches. Well, here's um, the thing, Jared. I yeah. hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Uh-oh. have you looked at the 10-day forecast? All I know is I saw 26 degrees or some bullshit. It's uh, like, on what? Monday, what? and then Tuesday, uh. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, six inches of snow. Well... That's no, a, that's not accurate. Yeah, it's that, it's gonna go from that'd be a problem for you, not me. Yeah. No, that's uh, this is the Al Gore effect. We're gonna go from negative four with wind to positive twenty six in a matter of days. Oh god damn it! Okay, I, I'm not seeing a yeah. high of twenty eight <laughs> on a fucking Monday. On Monday? Yeah, twenty eight degrees. Too hot. That's that is that's too hot. What the hell? What see? the hell? Al Gore. We don't see all those people. What's your favorite season? Well, we spring doesn't exist. In, it doesn't in, no, not, where not, we live. So. No, not anymore. It used to. Yeah. So we just go from like cold, negative weather to above thirty, and within a like a matter of two days. Hey, there was a day uh, in nineteen eighty-seven where the height the height of today was twenty-nine point four degrees. You can you believe it? You hear this? From today, from when last year? 19, 1987. Oh, that's the all time high? Yeah. And the all time low on this day was 1960, uh, which was negative 11 degrees. Mm. We're pretty close to that. Yeah. Don't you think? I, think I, I seem to think that uh, 1960 pops up a lot uh, in some of these lowest temperatures in histories. I think 1960 was maybe a really cold year. Was that the year global war, uh, like climate change started? Was that the year that kicked it off? Um, well, I think maybe the world knew that uh, JFK was on his way. He's going to be, well, be for president three years. Soon. Yeah, until something you happened. You know what happened? You yeah. know what happened? You know what happened? You mm. read that Stephen King book. You know mm-hmm. what happened? I know. You know. You know. I watched well, that Oliver been... Stone movie. Oh, yeah? The one with the makeup? You know how they're all wearing makeup in that movie? Do you remember that? 
Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. You remember that? Uh, what have you been doing this week with I've, this weather that's been wind I've been, mostly? I've just been mourning the the passing of Tucker Carlson. Uh, you mean his his uh, his job, his employment yeah, passing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. What, what what else could it possibly mean? No, he yeah. he doesn't work at Fox anymore. Uh, that's what my Twitter is, is obsessed with. That mm-hmm. <laughs> just constantly. Well, I, I know you were a big fan, so I'm sure that's quite a blow. Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's real too bad. Real you got shame. that poster real of him up on sad, the wall. Sad. Sad. It said it says what the tuck, and uh, it's a picture of him looking down at you while you do your yeah. minifigs. Yeah. Well, then it's like you yeah. know the same day. Uh, what's it, that? That Don Lemon guy lost a job. And I saw some people saying, "Aha, the, the the libs aren't talking about that guy." And it's like, well, fuck that guy too. Like, I don't fucking, I don't care. I mean, all of them for all, all, all of all of them, all living people. I guess is what Pretty, I'm trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. If you could eradicate, uh, what? If you could eradicate the whole world in mm-hmm. one shot, what yeah. would you do? Like bioweapon, wow. asteroid. Oh. Like if the world was going to end one day, what do you think would be like the coolest way for it to end? The cool. Okay, so that's a different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different way of asking that but question. You, but you were the one who orchestrated it. Uh, me, personally. Yeah, like if dinosaurs came back and killed everyone and then the Earth exploded, but you were the person who brought <laughs> that, the dinosaurs wait, back. Wait, is that, is that yours? Maybe. <laughs> a lady never tells. Yeah. Well, maybe something like the Neon Genesis. Uh, oh, like the, 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 the Human Instrumentality Project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we, we turn to goo. We burst. That'd be really cool. Yeah, then then it starts all over again. I think if I think it'd be cool if the Earth just turned into itself, like you know when Pac Man dies and it and he like reverse eats himself. Right. If the Earth just reverse ate itself, Mm -hmm. that would be cool. How could we implement such a machine? Do you think if everyone moved to one country and jumped at the same time, do you think would happen? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Oh. So you're saying there's a chance? Man, I don't even know why I clicked on Twitter. These things. Well, what'd you do? Oh, I don't know. Just very dumb people retweeting things, and it's like I need to I need to close this window. There. Yeah, I'm getting close. And we've mentioned this, but I'm getting tired of Twitter. It's uh getting too woke for me. Oh, it's it's, it's getting more woke. Cur- yeah. inter- interesting. Well, I find the people who are on there and what they. The things that are thrown at me because I can't, um, I can't choose what to, what I see anymore is uh, frustrating. So, yeah, yeah, I'm getting tired of it. Well, I mean, that's why you gotta stick with Facebook, where you find like such movie scoops as Michael Shannon having trepidation about returning as General Zod for Zod? the Flash movie. But guess what? Get this, he did it yeah. because he got Zack Snyder's blessing. Well, that's great. Thanks, IGN.com. I think that's incredible that he got Zack Snyder's blessing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We should talk about, this isn't news, but did you watch the new Flash trailer? Have you watched any of those Flash trailers? I I have. I have watched them. I watched even one today because I was like, this one's uh, more Batman-centric. And I went, ooh. But of course, (laughs) you know, the problem with it, though, is like they already ruined things. That would be like, that would have been cool. And I say that in quotation marks. If you saw it in the movie, but they're like, "Oh, we gotta get people to, we gotta get them with the trailer, so that when it happens on the big screen, people go, oh, it's the line.'" 
It's only said in the trailer. It's a reference to the first Batman movie. Do you remember that movie from I, 1989? I, I think I am aware of what you're referencing. We, I won't yeah. reference it. Yeah, thank you. But uh, I'm aware of what you mean. Um, I don't know. People might be surprised, but uh, I'm on board for this. So yeah. m- m- this might this might be the one that gets me and Jarrett back into the theater. That's right. You know why? Because the, the only thing you need to do, movie maker, is put Batman in your movie. I mean, it does work it pretty effectively. I mean, it, it didn't get me to see Justice League. I will say that much. But uh, yes, it did. This one, uh, I don't know. It's a little... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I'm I'm here for it, folks. <laughs> see, even Jared's here for it, guys. That's yep. exciting. Everyone should be excited about two, that. two tremendous two Ezra Millers. I've always said we need more of that guy. There is a still. How many Kangs are there? Ah, uh, well unknown there could be no kings but man there there is a still someone took from that uh trailer and it's like it looks so bad like the flash costume where it's like where you get like the two of them it's like i'm like what's going on with this perspective like you mean the heavy one yeah there's like the normal one and then the heavy yeah yeah Yeah, then i know exactly yeah yeah it looks like you know real real uh, crap but then of course someone's like well here's a still from a marvel movie and it's like yeah that looks bad too yeah, it's oh, all bad. Man. Is the point? Yeah, it's um, be, but it's gonna be Batman doing stuff. Like, oh yeah, and, and it's but it's like suit but it's, Ben Affleck, you know. And you get excited. I mean, I don't know. It it looks like oh, it's like the stuff you never get to see in these DC movies. It seems where like oh, they're actually interacting with the environments and doing mm-hmm. stuff. And you're like, yeah, I mean, it sounds good to me. Yeah, you I think the, that's cool. Yeah, you get the uh, I don't know what you call it the uh, Batwing. Batman's like bat. Yeah. It's not his copter, yeah. but you know what I'm talking oh, the about. The Batwing. The Batwing. I always, I always get confused because now there's a character named Batwing. There is, but he's different. No, you get yeah, that's he's, Lucius yeah. Fox's nephew or something. Yeah, yeah, from the New Fifty Two. From the New Fifty Two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all, all New Fifty Two things aside, like this movie's kind of like Flashpoint. It's oh, sorry, it's the, the it. Uh, it is also known as the Bat Plane, the Bat Jet. Uh, what other What other things? I don't know. Uh, the bat gyro. The uh, bat but, gyro. but hey, but keep in mind, it is a fictional aircraft. Is is that emphasized? Yeah. Okay. It's Wikipedia. Just like let. Hey, this is not real. <laughs> like okay, okay, I see. I mean, I'm I'm sure the people who think it's real are going to ignore that and they'll go, sure, that's what they want us to think. Do you know when it was introduced? The Batwing. Yeah. Nineteen. 1972. 1939. Yeah. It was in um, Batman vs. the Vampire 1, published in Detective Comics issue 31. Did so Batman like, fly yeah. a plane through the vampire? Well, with only within within four uh, appearance, whatever. I'm not sure if, I can't remember if Batman appeared in every issue of Detective starting with uh, 27. 27, But, yeah. but within four, we had, we had the Batplane. I mean, I like a bat plane. Oh, the yeah. bat! Oh, sorry, the bat gyro was soon replaced by the bat plane, which debuted in Batman number one and initially featured a machine gun. The vehicle is yeah. now based on a fixed-wing airplane rather than a helicopter with a propeller at the front. Although a bat motif was still attached to the nose cone, the bat plane has undergone constant revision since its first appearance and has been depicted as having the capacity to traverse underwater. With the launch of the Tim Burton-directed Batman film of 1989, 
the bat plane became known as the bat wing a name which was carried over into the comics previously in batman 300 the name batwing was used in reference to a spacecraft the 2012 dark knight rises also adapted the bat plane to film however this time the vehicle was referred to as the bat the bat the the bat the interesting the bat gyro i think that would be cool they should like uh aero gyros they should bring those back you know what i mean I can see you rolling around on one of those. But it'd be shaped like a toilet. Batman. How's your week, man? Who, me? Yeah. Who, me? Other than watching movie trailers. Uh, I just watched that one. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's busy. You know what I mean, Jarrett? You know? And it it has been getting nicer, but uh, on my part of town... It's been windy. So even though it's like starting to get nice, it's just super windy out. And then you're like, oh, I guess I'm not going to go outside. It was nice, but. It was nice. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't have any uh, fun stories for you, man. Did you Do watch you know um, Ari Aster's Closet Picks? Fuck no. No, I would never watch that. Okay. Was it embarrassing? I mean, it's just more of the same. Yeah. Was Sa- I, 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 the um was sweet movie in there? No. 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 You don't. You really don't have to watch it. What the closet picks? Yeah. Ever. I mean, I I wasn't going to. Those people. Yeah. The that that whole thing, man, hasn't aged hasn't aged well. That concept, and they keep doing them. Mm-hmm. You should go tell them. Dear John. Mm-hmm. Ah. You are definitely aware of my podcast. I'm here to tell you. I actually have a Get off of it. Get off of it. I mean, if they weren't cowards, I mean, but they are cowards. If they weren't Mm -hmm. cowards, they would have us in the closet, RJ. They would do what? They'd they'd bring us into that closet. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I agree. We'd we'd give them the A material they need to really really achieve. You would have to pick out... 10 ones that we like and i would have to pick out the 10 worst i think yeah. it's like oh and that's, hey, and that's why they won't bring us well, but what do we got here we got a jubilee and we got sweet movie mm-hmm. and see that's what they're afraid of more than anything is that mm-hmm. i would i would be the one who actually is showing them it's like this is part of your collection too you understand yeah. oh wow seven seal incredible not a lot of people talk about this movie anymore this was one that I had first seen before a lot of people had talked about this. Uh, and it was really influential into my directing. Influential. Influential in my directing and stuff like that. Hey, hey how are my hockey picks doing? I don't know. I, I, haven't, I haven't been watching the hockey. Oh, my God. I haven't been watching the hockey. You got you to gotta get the... Uh, um. The sports dudes on the Discord. Hey, I gotta before you talk about how Discord's the fastest growing community on the internet, I got a real bone to pick with Discord. Their app sucks ass. Why? What's going on? Cause I've had to uninstall like the once a day probably, all of the text channels from the creeps uh thing disappear. I can't look at any of them. 
I can't access them. It tells me there's no channels there. And the only solution I have is to uninstall the app, reinstall it, and then they come back. But for a undetermined amount of time, like a couple hours or so, every day it's it's done this to me for the last like week and a half. Hmm. So do you, where do you do the Discord? On your laptop or on your mobile device? Both. Yeah, see, I do too. Both. And like... I mean, it, it never wasn't working before, but now, like for the last week, it just doesn't work at all. Yeah, you. I mean, it's. I think it's longer than that because I remember you complaining about this. Yeah, not that long ago. It's really annoying. It's still, I can't interact with the fastest oh my, growing fan base community in the out there. Oh my god! How, but how do they become that? Well, you have to join the Patreon, Jarrett. Patreon, Patreon dot com. Well, vibrate. I mean, for well, if you for one vibration a month, you can join our Patreon also. Whoa. Or not too bad. I think uh, the starting fee is a hundred bucks or something like that a month, and you get exclusive accent to our to our website. Well, you do get exclusive, exclusive. accent. Accent. Yep. Did I RJ, say accent? You, you, yeah. Well, you know when you hear RJ's accents on this podcast, just imagine what's behind that paywall. Hmm. Yeah, there, some people have mentioned to uh, you and me that we have a particular brand brand of speaking. I was just thinking I should brand. check. Fin- yeah, there was um talk to us lately. Who's, who who was saying that uh, that we don't know? How to Will say Martin? Egg. Will Bill? Uh, Billy Bill Martin? Martin. Bill Martin does not like the way we say "big," and now big. all we're gonna do is say "big" because. Yeah. That was like that was like a couple of weeks ago. If we forgot to mention it last week. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of talk about controlling your narratives. To do what? Sorry. Oh, I think you had told him to control his narrative. I don't think I've ever said anything like that. Yeah, told that him doesn't to sound like something. Secure the bag. Uh, I actually, when I lived in the states, uh, this was something that the people down there like relentlessly yelled at me for was about how we say bag. And it's just like, listen, guys. What? what how did? I, how do other people say "bag"? I didn't know this was a thing. Bog. They don't, I don't know. What they, they don't say? Go to your, go to your bog. Well, like this is the thing. Like every single time, say "bag," "bag." Say no, but say it like this: "bag," "bag." And like I could never do it. I was up, like, bog? up and I was atom. Like, up, up and at them. Atom. Like that's what it felt like. It it's was like constant. Okay. Like I, I've got this pulled up. I, I'm gonna listen to pronounce bag on via Google. One sec. Yeah. Bag. Bag. Yeah. I, I, bag. Like, I don't know. We we say it weird. This is what I would have pronounced bag in American English. There's a video on this. What's, yeah. See. What does he say? I know. I said Whoa. exactly how they said. What? How does he say it? What the Bog? fuck? Yeah. <laughs> this guy. Bog. Bog. See? Bag, you ingrates. It's bag. Here, I want to send this to you. <laughs> this man yeah, is very see. intense. Okay, opening. Okay. Opening. Oh, it's going to Microsoft Edge. That's good. Opening. My screen's really bright now because it's mm-hmm. a blank screen. Mm-hmm. Opening. 
Perhaps I can copy this link, close this, go to Chrome, and now, and now it's up right away. Okay, it's here. See, bag, bag, bag. See, see, they say they say it weird, not us. Bill Martin, you're the you are the ones who are weird. Bill guess, Martin. I, there seems to be this American thing about bags. That's what I'm getting. Because mm -hmm. I guess the uh, maybe there's a hamper on saying bag and begging, begging, like to be to to beg off. To do what? Beg off, like in wrestling. You know when uh, Ric Flair, he's, he's pretty. He's like, no, 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 and he doesn't want it anymore. But he's just trying to lure you in, and then uh, he gets the, the the referee gets distracted and gives you a low blow. How low are we talking? Low. And is that prefer preferable? Well, you know, if you get a, that's why he's the dirtiest player in the game, RJ. Ric Flair. No. Who? Bag. Bag. See, they, they say it weird, not us. Bag. <laughs> we are not the ones yeah. who are weirdos, trust me. Trust me, Jared. Got anything else to uh, report? What, back to you? Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I sent you on those missions. Uh, how do they go? You sent me on those missions? Yeah, I remember. Well, I secured the I secured the bag. Nice. I got that one done. Yeah. Uh, I uh, had some French fries. I don't know. I I felt kind of weird earlier, so I think I might be off of it a little bit. I might not be as snappy oh, and man. quick as people have come to expect from me oh, they have i was them. really trying to think there and the only thing i could come up with was french fries so i feel like something's off <laughs> well that's about par for the course yeah i know but usually i intend when i when i say weird stuff it's usually intended mm -hmm. now i'm just i'm just floating through space oh, on this well, one welcome to welcome to the club oh you know where i ate on sunday and it was absolute shit where smitty's oh west side no Southside. Oh, oh. My uh, my sister, her uh, her son got a job. Uh, he's like in culinary stuff, and so he's moving away for like half the year or something like that. So okay. she's like, "We're gonna have brunch to like send him off. We're gonna meet at Smitty's." And I was like, "Are we we're gonna meet at Smitty's?" <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, we're going to Smitty's." I was what? like, "Really? There's no nowhere else that <laughs> nope. we could go. There's nowhere like, else. A block away is Ricky's, which is like incredible brunch, I think." Um, or not incredible, but like in comparison yeah. to Smitty's. Hey. So nothing against the Smitty's folks. They were trying really hard. There was like one lady working. It was packed in there. The manager was walking around refilling coffee and he was like just ripping sweat because of how hard he was walking around. Because they were, I, I think they didn't have help. Yeah, they were uh, short staffed. Yeah. So I got uh, this was my first. This was on a was, Sunday morning, too. Yeah, well, yeah. They're, they're, that's like the that's one thing about Creepsville, folks. Um, mm, it's it's a Sunday weekend morning. weekend weekend breakfast places uh, yeah. do really really well on the weekends, and yep. it, not well enough that you can have tons of them. So the options are not exciting, but people go well, anyway. There's Smitty's and IHOP, which I think are probably the bottom of the rung, 
And then uh, where, where would you rank? Where would really you put good. Humpties? In between, uh, uh, I'm gonna have uh, Ricky's. Here. I mean, what's the what's the uh, and, Creepsville breakfast tier list? Uh, Ricky's, Firestone, and Stella are all on the S tier. I think S tier. Or well, whoa, whoa. The, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Creepsville has an S tier. I don't think we have okay. an S tier. Okay, I think the highest we have is B tier, right? Maybe. Okay, so the Maybe. B tier is Ricky's, Stella, and Firestone has good brunch. The C tier, I think, is Humpty's and Denny's. And then I think on okay. the F tier you have D. the I well, We should have a, we should have a D tier, and I don't know if we've I don't know if we actually have a poop tier. Oh, oh, you know what? Too actually, in also in the C tier with Humpty's and Denny's is McDonald's breakfast. Well, yeah, I mean, you because know what McDonald's though? McDonald's breakfast rules. No, it's S. You get that? Uh, yeah, yeah, mean, that one. Because is... you can't beat the price in the convenience. No, no, McGriddles, pancakes, man, I love the pancakes at McDonald's. Andrea had mm-hmm. never had them before until like a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, you yeah. never had McDonald's pancakes? And she's like, no. I was like, oh my god, I married a monster. <laughs> yeah, McDonald's is at the top. You're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so McDonald's. I... Yep. And then Ricky's. Uh, Firestone Stella. Oh, what, where where do you put Cora? Oh, down at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate Cora. We uh once every like two or three year, uh we like we're like let's go try Cora. Maybe it's better. We get in there and it's always like so disappointing. Where it's like we we're not great at cooking, but we genuinely make like way better oh, food I'm, than Cora. I'm sure you're better than you think. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, Andrea cooks a lot, so she she's a really good cook, and like she makes eggs Benedict at home for us, and like like that kind of stuff. She she'll do it if I if I go get the ingredients, she'll make me what like or she'll make us whatever. So like on weekends, we'll make like pancakes, French toast, eggs Benedict, whatever, man. Like, um, we'll we'll make all the stuff we actually like to eat. But uh, yeah, we always like once every couple years, we'll be like, let's go try Cora. It's like two underdone pancakes, like a floppy piece of ham, and then like an orange that's like, it's not even cut. It's just like an unpeeled orange on your plate. And you're like, what? Fuck. Like, and the breakfast options in town are terrible. I just, so I typed it in. I was just curious. Mm-hmm. So uh, supposedly the owl does a brunch now. I've had theirs. Theirs is good. Uh, Telegraph. I would have never considered it. I think Telegraph and... did, but uh, yeah, but apparently its its selling feature was really cheap eggs. It's like, oh boy. It was um, what you could get. It was like it was something like five bucks. You could get like two eggs, bacon, right. and toast for like five bucks. It was a good deal, but like that place just has bad service. Yeah, kind of thing. And and a a whole a wide selection of imported beer. What about yeah. Brown Social House? Mm, it's okay. I've never loved Browns. It's expensive, and they always give you really, really small portions. Oh, you know uh, what about? So there's Honkers. They they do uh, a a brunch apparently. Or sorry, I thought I, I, I thought like that Honkers. might not be true. I mean, so I I did just type in uh, left Creepsville breakfast restaurants. Creepsville, which restaurants. might which might not be the same as brunch, but uh, street side eatery. I guess they do a breakfast at some point. That's I did not know that. I had lunch at Streetside about a year ago, and I was like, yeah. 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 So, okay. So we know that. Yeah, and Stella, uh, uh, I always forget about them now. 
Stella is good, but the problem is it's a really, really tiny restaurant. Uh, and it is also like, um, it's actually pretty expensive too. What about, what about Corner Cafe? Ooh, that place is actually good. That's not too bad. I've never had their brunch there. I've had lunch there. Well, they have, and, actually, and, they, like and, they, and they have a breakfast. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's very homey. Home style? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that place. I like that place. Yeah, I, I forgot about them. There was um, AIM uh, over in the industrial park. AIM is the AIMS, but yeah, they did a breakfast too. It was very truck stompy, which is kind of nice because we don't really have that anymore. Yeah, Creepsville, I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're you're pretty well like mo- the most convenient thing uh is yeah your McDonald's Tim Hortons A yeah. and W breakfast sandwiches and for, for, for I have not tried the Wendy's breakfast sandwich yet mm. I, I I imagine it's very similar to the Tim Hortons one yeah but I gotta say uh I I tried out an A and W uh an agar yeah so- sausage and agar pretty disappointed actually there yeah, was uh, I agree not a lot of seasoning in that sausage and. Yeah. McDonald's breakfast sandwich though is the it's the best. It's it's the, the top of the, the top. The, the cheese is so good. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's doesn't matter one, if you get marvelous. McMuffin, McGriddle, pancakes, everything at McDonald's breakfast is wicked. And I also note that uh, Tim Hortons used to be like really great. Uh, the the traditional yeah. biscuit used to be so good, but they fucked it up. They, they yeah, dry, they did. It's all it dries up now. Not yeah. doesn't taste the same. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. It's a bummer. Sometimes so, if they, I don't, they... yeah, it is a bummer. But yeah. McDonald's is the king. Big, big um, fan of Mick Dick here in Creepsville. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, we got that's like all we have here. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it, folks. It's depre- it. it is really depressing that McDonald's is our number one breakfast spot. Yeah, and like some no, like seriously, <laughs> we have a cafeteria at work, like a concession. And sometimes if I don't eat breakfast or something. Uh, or if I forgot to bring a lunch, I'm like, I'll go get like a couple of eggers, uh, like egg McMuffin type deals. Cause I'm like, ah, I like breakfast a lot. I'll go eat, get them here. It's made right there. And they're okay, but they're like, uh, there's something like 450 each or something. It's, it's ludicrous for like, a, like an eggger with like two strips of bacon, an egg, a slice of processed cheese, and an English muffin. It's like 450. That's what I mean. I think they're 420 at McDonald's. Yeah, but McDonald's comes with the premium qua- uh, quality as well. <laughs> but this is made in house. I know, be but okay, well, it shouldn't though, because well, actually, the McDonald's sandwich should be cheaper because they sell like the volume they sell is insane. Yeah. So their prices actually should be lower. It um, should be. I bet you that. Yeah, I think that that might just be the going rate for those materials. Because even I mean, at um, probably at at work, uh, JT's little um. Coffee shop, coffee company. There, it's four bucks for a breakfast sandwich. No tax. J- so JT's, JT, you know, like Justin Trudeau's. Yeah, this one and the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, he's, I he's, he's able to wing it. Do both. Sure. Two things at once. When has he not been able to? No. Um. Well, that has been the breakfast report. Breakfast Where would report. You, uh, yeah. Depressing is what it is. It's it's actually now that we've laid it out. Don't don't leave. Uh, find a nice pancake recipe mm-hmm. make, make them at home i mean we usually do and like that's the thing that's always like should we go out for brunch on the weekend it's like it'll be so busy and it's like usually we we can just make it at home it just takes a little longer that's all i've had the uh yeah. opinion that for um 
Christmas. I I just want my parents to make uh, Christmas breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, like seriously, yep. I I'd prefer that <laughs> over we, we, a giant like that. turkey dinner. It's like mm-hmm. make break make breakfast. It's way better. Tastes good. So it's, it's probably you know at least the same amount of work, if not less. So just yep. go do that and make a a variety of things. Make some of that hollandaise yep. sauce. My mom did that when we were growing up. We would have breakfast dinner all the time. She'd like make a ton of eggs, some breakfast sausages, bacon, some pancakes or something. I loved it. That's that's one of my favorite dinners is breakfast dinner. Oh, yeah. Every, I think I don't think that uh, we're alone in that. I think a lot of people like that as well. Oh, no, yeah. Breakfast is the best. Anybody who doesn't like breakfast can get fucked. Get fucked. Get fucked. You know who breakfast shouldn't get fucked? Who's that? Our creeps villains emailing us. Even even despite your forgetting to post mm. a, a reminder, um, yeah, yeah, uh, I've been busy this week. I didn't post anything for like fine. four days. So. I noticed. I'm like, well, damn, look at that. Yeah, really, really just stop giving a shit. Well, it's not that. I just <laughs> well, I just it's half that. Time. Yeah, half that. I I'll remember, and it'll be like 11 at p.m. I'll be like, oh, I should post something. And it's like it's like almost midnight. I'm like, nobody's gonna see this. I'm not gonna post this right now. Never well, mind. Yeah. You know, well, for the ones that uh, either remembered, they they came through. Uh, But first of all, we start off with an email from a a, looks seems like a long time first time. No, come on. Yeah. Really? Uh, From uh, from Kevin, from a Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. We don't have any Kevins. Kevin. Kevin J. Kevin J. Kevin McAllister with an email entitled "Greetings, Creeps." Uh-oh. Hey, creeps. Uh-oh. You don't know me, but boy, Uh-oh. do I know you. Uh-oh. <laughs> when I found you a couple of years ago, I had to go back and listen to everything. I got caught up a while back, but haven't written until now. I have three things to thank you for. Oh. Mm-mm. Number one, horror is legit. I was one of those dipwads who couldn't be bothered because it's just a horror flick. Now I know better. There's a lot of pleasure to be had from a gore fest. Indeed, indeed. Don't like the choice of words, but okay. (laughs) Number two. Some, maybe a lot, of Criterion is shit. (laughs) I'm a collector. Yes. And have shells of the stuff. Even hunting down the discontinued stuff. When I finally scored Flesh for Frankenstein, I knew it was going to be amazing. Because it was Criterion. It's not. It's not even a good DVD. Oh well. I own it now. Well, that's the thing too is uh Vinegar Syndrome's come out with uh the real nice flesh for Frankenstein uh 4K restoration big blinging version. So it's like I'm sure people have started to offload their old criterions, but they probably still want money for them because it's like an old out of print criterion. But yeah. Yeah. Well I'm sure. I'm sure there's all sorts of stuff that people are trying to offload. Offload. Off if you know Mm. what i mean Mm. number three Mm -hmm. and finally letterboxd can't stay off the site kj1280 i've I've seen that i've seen that handle thanks for following me 1280 yeah okay uh oh yeah you uh you you always get to follow if if i i check if someone follows and they're Mm -hmm. following both of us i know you're a listener and then you get a follow yeah I, I do too, but I uh, I don't update that very often. I, like once a month, I check. So. Oh really? Okay. 
Yeah, I, I don't. Well, I I don't do it that often. I get yeah. the for how often I get the notifications. I always go, oh, is this a is this a new listener? Nope, I don't care because there's sometimes people are like, I have ten thousand follows and two people are following me, mm. and I go, ah, uh, I'm good, I'm good, dog. Yep. Yeah, I usually try to just get the people who I see follow you and me as well. I already told you I have to see everything. Oh. This site lists everything, so I started at the beginning. I'm up to 1912, so things are improving, but I feel your pain about feeling obligated to watch something that in no way interests you. Mm. Still, I slog on. Thank you for keeping the podcast going. Even now and then, we all find something worth watching. Apparently, Sweet Movie wasn't one. Oh, man. No. No, it wasn't. To thank you for your efforts, I've been making two lists for you guys. They each feature two things. RJ gets cute animals and poop. Jared gets tits. <laughs> oh, wow. That does sound like a good one. RJ list, starts with the filming of an actual act from the real Moulin Rouge. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. A guy farts into a huge megaphone. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> when the Criterion version comes out, maybe RJ can provide the soundtrack. Uh, use your mouth, please. <laughs> Jarrett's list has a lot of stuff from Johann Schwarzer and Saturn Films. Are you familiar oh. with them? Most of these films are pretty lame, but they are super short, so not that hard to watch. Uh, well, enough rambling. Patreon wouldn't take my money this month, so I need to figure out what's wrong there. Thanks for all your hard work. Your pal, Kevin. KJ1280. Thank you. Kevin. Kevin. Well, that's nice to hear from a person that's maybe yeah, real. Maybe real. I mean, I don't know. That could have been anyone. That could have been Oliver Granger putting a, an AI chat like Creeps true. fan writing in for the first time. And then that could have just been the generated thing. We'll call him AI Kevin, just in case, until we figure out yeah. if he's real or not. Yeah, sounds good to me. AI Kevin. Let's see, let's see these RJ picks. There's the list. I saw it in my picks. Jarrett picks for me. Wait, is this a person that we both follow on Letterboxd? Well, I, I follow. I, I, I just had to search him just on the... What is it again? KJ1280. Yeah. And there's okay, lists. Let's see. All, all from the... the oh, the, yeah, I know from, this. Yeah. yeah, I've seen the username yeah. pop up a bunch. Uh, yeah. Look at this. Look at the tits. <laughs> Old si- oh. silent film titties. Great. <laughs> well, I definitely have... Oh man, whoa! Look at this one—the magic of the Mandarin. Ah, oh. what's in that? Um, depictions. Depictions, RJ. I don't know if I ever said I was an expert on butts and dogs. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know the the world of Saturn Films and Johann Schwarzer. Um, well, not yet. You don't. Not yet. But that's what like. Yeah, I don't know. You're Schwarz, Schwarz, Schwarz was born in Javernik, then part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, now oh. located in the Czech Republic. Is Austria-Hungary for uh, 300 years, Jared? Mm-hmm. Andrea's grandma. Saturn um... Film consciously chose to advertise its films as being erotic rather than yeah. pornographic. A quote from its 1907 catalog, probably written by Schwarzer, states, Our films are of a purely artistic tendency, and we avoid tasteless subjects in favor of beauty. 
Schwarzer's adult films were more professional in quality than their French and Argentine counterparts and were the most widely distributed in popular adult films made in the first decade of the 20th century. Citation needed. Despite the destruction of the main film vault in 1911, about a half of the 52 films produced by the company still exist in archives throughout Europe. There you go, RJ. Is that true? I bet you it's all publicly available porn porno. Excuse me? You know about porno? I'm unfamiliar with it. Could you describe it to me, please? Um, You know about tits and butts? I know about butts. Yeah. But again, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. Just like casual aficionado. Total, just cash. Just cash. Yeah. More than anything, I'd say it's casual. More than anything. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of pics RJ's got working on here? Ooh. Uh, I wasn't familiar with a lot of those. Le Petto Man du Moulin Rouge. We. Oui. I mean, there's that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You got 14, I got 22. Well, I mean, it takes a lot more to uh, satisfy the big dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean about big dogs, Dirt? Oh, look at that. 338 films so far this year. That person? KJ? KJ. AI Kevin? I. I, on the other hand, am at twenty-one. <laughs> let's uh, let's see where I am. Probably not much. Sixty, I guess that's quite a bit. Yes. Ah, uh, great. Sixty. No. Yeah. Anyways, see? here's the good news. One day we're all we'll all be dead. <laughs> you didn't um. Know. Yeah. Indeed. Well. We got uh, we got one new, and we got two old timers in the mailbag. First up, we got Justin Peterson. Holy with, shit! With an email entitled "Let's Talk About Inland Empire." I'd rather not, to be honest. Hey, our, hey, Jared, RJ, what's happening? So the other night, I made the bizarre decision to dive into Future Creep Inland Empire again, with it being easily accessible on the Criterion Channel. I am now convinced that after making the mysterious, insightful puzzle of Mulholland Drive, Mr. Lynch went into Inland Empire with the intent of making it this huge troll job that does not look great, is very lynchy in random ways, and way too long. With this in mind, I have been enjoying it a little more this time, just taking it in, rather than trying to make any sense of it. It has its amusing moments, but with 40 minutes left to go, it has become a bit of a slog. So any thoughts on Inland Empire? Do you prefer Sweet Movie? Or are you more looking forward to Lynch's or Cronenberg's next film on The Creep? That is Eraserhead at 725. Oh, so far I mean, away. I like, and, and The Brood, yeah. 777. Oh. Why is oh. The Brood getting brought? Well, The Brood's in the collection. Oh, I thought we were just talking about David Lynch. Oh, and Cronenberg. Oh, and Cronenberg, yeah. Okay. But yeah, my, I mean, the, we're, we're going to be dead before we hit either of those. I can guarantee that. Yeah. Those were actually the last two Criterions I bought were um, Mulholland Drive and The, the Brood. Well, the last Criterion I bought was Elephant Man. I mean, I would like that. 
that's a movie I would actually kind of like, but I had since stopped buying movies at that point. The the last two Criterions I ever bought were Mulholland Drive and in in the Brood right when they came out. Right. Well, that was like I don't know five six years ago. Maybe? And yeah, I won't I won't be buying Inland Empire. Somebody did a, a yep. uh, side by side comparison of the Blu-ray whatever 4K restoration that's on Blu-ray uh, from Criterion with the old DVD, and I I couldn't tell the difference. Like I was looking, I was looking, and it looks it looks a little better, but it's not it's not going to save that movie. Yeah, no, In- Inland Empire is such a, I mean, it's his worst movie. Um, I like I'm, all of his movies more. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it, it's, it's just I just don't like Inland Empire. I just don't. Yeah, I don't get much out of it. No, so, love his. So. Yeah, I like me that David Lynch. I like everything. I'm just, I don't like Inland Empire. Yeah, I agree. We'll talk about it. Probably never. We'll be dead by then. But uh, right. we'll we'll reserve an actual in depth take. Then it's just uh, I've never. Jarrett's never really liked it, and I the one time I watched, it, I was like, this isn't good. Oh. Not really into this. No. So, I don't think it was intentional, though. I think it was just ran out of gas. You know. Goat movie question of the week. Speaking of Inland Empire, what are Jeremy Irons' best movies? Oh yeah, I forgot he was in Dead Ringers times two, but I would go with either Lion King or Die Hard three. Mm, Dead Ringers or. Uh... Batman v Superman, yeah, Dawn of like, Justice. Alfred. Uh, yeah, he is terrific, Alfred. He works the French press and stuff. Jeremy Irons. Hey, that uh, TV sh- show version of Dead Ringers came out. It's got good reviews, but yeah, it's got Rachel Vice mm-hmm. as a uh, the Doctor Ringer, Doctor Dead, and Doctor Ringer. What about Jeremy Irons is Osmond Dias Watchman? I mean. That's pretty cool too. Pretty cool. That's pretty good too. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Everything's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. Hmm. Yeah, I'll just say Dead Ringers. I think I like the idea of Jeremy Irons more than I like his uh, body of work. Yeah. What about uh? What is it? The River or the Jesuit? Like, what's the Jesuit priest? Jesuit priest movie he's in? You could pick that one. Sure. Do you know about Jesuits? What about the Hittites? I mean, maybe narrated Dude. by Jeremy Irons. Sure, I've always said that was one of my favorites. I've long said that. Long, long said that. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So there's our answers on that one, I suppose. Foodie talk. So, I recently listened to a food theory that milk doing a body good is not true, and campaigns to drink milk over the years have just been dairy farmer propaganda. I used to be a big milk drinker, but as I get older, I find that it increases flatulence. Interesting. So, are you guys skeptical of any food marketing? (laughs) And would you say food in Canada is less stuffed with preservatives compared to the U.S.? Um, well, most of our f- food basically comes from the same places, so yeah. Um, the, the North American diet, if you will, uh, it's filled with lots of crap, uh, but yeah. it, some of it's delicious and we eat it. Uh, uh yeah, no, I mean, the, the dairy like 
lobby the I don't know. When I was a kid growing up, we talked about this before. RJ was a big, Mm -hmm. big milk boy. I was. And, uh, but I remember those commercials on TV were constant. And I was convinced because of how prevalent they were and how much like, like milk, uh, Mm -hmm. propaganda was in school that this was a government thing. But no, it's, uh, it's the, it's the industry. They, uh, They, they it's won't... the dairy lobbyists. Yes. And there is a thing, like I think there was a thing in Canada, like sometime in the 90s or whatever, where dairy was given some sort of, I don't know how to phrase it. Like they were, they did have something from the government in some form, whether it was like, not like a bailout or something like that, but like a tax exemption or something like that. Uh, so Ontario has huge dairy markets. Ontario is where the government is. I don't think it's a conspiracy or anything like that, but I think dairy was like really pushing something, really pushing something, Jerry. So, yeah, I mean, it was there. I, yeah, I don't drink a ton of milk anymore. I used to. I used to drink a ton of milk. I still like cereal with milk, but right, just a big glass, not not very often. Guzzling it. I understand my body needs water now. I didn't understand that years yeah. ago. You got there. Yeah. I was so, Andrea's like, she's like, you used to drink so much milk because you were dehydrated. You're just trying to get like, even like a 1% of water in through dairy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, probably. Yeah. It's a fluid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say, I know that there's like in trade deals, these big, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, international trade deals and, Things like whatever NAFTA became, uh, one of the things was always about the dairy industry and the, the, the protectionism around the dairy markets in uh, in Canada and the U.S. Because the U.S. wants we want to sell it, we want to get our cheese in there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like one of the big sticking points. The 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 feds really got to got to protect the the dairy industry, and I think that uh, Oliver Granger has talked about that being a thing in New Zealand too. Um, Protecting the dairy. Yeah, that they they run everything. Mm-hmm. Big dairy. So it's interesting uh, how powerful that is in various parts of the world. Are you going to like you like milk, huh? It's going to cost you though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, it's true. It is. It's dairy. It's big dairy. Big dairy. Big dairy. But uh, are yeah? I guess he was asking: Are we skeptical of any food marketing? Well, like yeah, all, all, yeah, all, 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 all of it. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Bob laws. Like, Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Not, not all of it's unscrupulous, and food—it's something that everybody needs. Everybody needs to eat. It turns out, so yeah. I don't know. It, it's an unending thing. They're all fighting for your attention, and uh, they will—they'll—they'll they'll get your money one way or another. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter how they'll get you. Yeah. One more random question: Any thoughts on the rise of TikTok and YouTube shorts? With hearing my kids and mindlessly watch shorts for hours, I can almost feel their brains and attention spans melting away. Or am I just turning into a grumpy old dad? RJ, any thoughts on TikTok and the the rise uh, of the YouTube shorts? I mean, uh, I don't, I don't do any of this stuff. I don't have any of that, but I see it on the internet and I see all this, like, I it, it pops up all the time, and I always just try to like. I, I never watch these things there. It'll play for like a second or something, but all these fake things with these like 
yeah, all these TikTok, YouTube short people like faking situations and stuff. It's it's. Oh, I think it's super lame. They're the worst actors yeah. in the world. They they fucking suck. Their body language. They don't understand anything. Their whole yeah. thing is like, I'm I'm conventionally attractive. That's my attribute, and I'm gonna do this thing badly. <laughs> Pay yeah. attention to me. And that's it. I know. Yeah, that's it's. The... It it is annoying. I just try to avoid it the much I as much as I can, but mm-hmm. I know that uh um it I guess is the, taking over the kids. Yeah. Well I know that like YouTube shorts, I don't that's a new one to me. I get the recommendations randomly. Like right now, mm-hmm. let me just scroll over. What am I seeing? Careful, whatever you search might pop up Do, into your algorithm now. There's a thing live at legacy event uh tour. Do you know magic? And then there's this other one, when the cat jumps on the D&D table. Um, if women were honest. Something about, about Elon Musk and Grimes. Yeah. Um, Brad. See, none of this sounds. Brad Pitt bid 120000 for a night with Amelia Clark. I doubt it. I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to click? Not interested. Yeah. Delph will be hidden for 30 days. It's gone. It won't, but yeah. I'll tell you it is. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I got all kinds of uh, garbo. A lot of talk about Pinkertons now. You know about the Pinkertons? I know about Jeff Pinkerton. Is mm-hmm. that who they're modeled after? Um, what else do I got here? Oh, fuck. Are they stay in your, your history? Ugh. Mm-hmm. But they're, hey... Flash official trailer too. Doing it. Oh, yeah, so, that, something, that was good. See, something involving Russell Brand. Ugh. <laughs> Get out of here. That, that guy's career's dead, anyways. It's fine. Yeah. He won't be coming back. Ugh. Well, probably not. Well, you never say never. Yeah. It is unlikely that he will be in mainstream things that I will follow. Right. For a long time. Him and Tucker Carlson might go out together, but that doesn't uh, affect me. What a dream team. Yeah. Uh, That's all for now. But I look forward to hearing if you guys are like me and thought the only part of If that is worth watching is the very end. Thanks for the time, and long live the creep. Thank you, Justin. You'll have to listen to find out. Tune in to this very episode. Oh, look at this. Rob Eagle. Holy shit. He's coming for you specifically, I think. The impossible murder. Oh, he might be. (laughs) Hello, creeps. Just as you're taking some time off, I myself have an invitation to attend a function in London next month. Uh Uh-oh. One of the guest's wives cannot attend, so I've been asked begged actually to fill in so there won't be an embarrassingly empty seat in the royal enclosure oops i've said too much moving on as you boys know i am a sleuth but my sleuthery is not limited to watching murder she wrote i like to try my hand at solving true crime cases Mm -hmm. since it's always raining over here and there's never anything going on indoors of a sensual nature. There's nothing we Brits enjoy more than a cup of tea, a hot buttered crumpet, 
and a nice juicy murder. One such case is an 87-year-old mysterious murder. As far as the American mystery writer Raymond Chandler was concerned, one baffling case beat anything he could ever have dreamt up. That case was the murder of Julia Wallace, the locked room mystery by which he judged all others. Chandler said the Wallace case is the pinnacle of all murder mysteries. I call it the impossible murder because Mr. Wallace couldn't have done it, and neither could anyone else. Well, guys, I think I've solved the case. Really? Yes, really. Okay, I know what you're thinking. And you're right. I am showing off a bit here. But I'm quite pleased with my efforts. So, on the Discord, the fastest growing media platform, mm -hmm. I shall post details of the case and invite my fellow creeps to offer their thoughts on, the, their, on this most mysterious and baffling murder mystery. I know some of the creeps are true crime aficionados, so this may amuse them while you guys are away and I'd welcome their input in theories. When you boys return, I'll post my solution to this baffling whodunit. Regards, R.O. Beagle. I bet it was the butler. It's the butler. It is the butler. No. Problem solved. Sorry, I know that's supposed to be a weeks-long thing, but it was It was the butler. Yeah. It was the butler. So. Boilers. Boilers? No. Okay. Butler did it. Good God. What, could you hear that? <laughs> yup. We all heard it, RJ. We all heard it. I might have frosted flakes later. Ooh. Yeah. Are you are you a Viking in your sleep? Nah, nothing like that. Okay. Uh it's nice to hear from emails. Good old emails. Even AI Kevin. Yeah. As the kids call mm -hmm. him. Well, yeah. Very good. Uh, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll hear from everybody again at the beginning of June. <laughs> In, yeah, and you won't hear from us for a very long time. At least two At weeks. least two weeks. Yeah. yeah, two episodes. Yeah, we're missing the first half of May. But... Yeah, and the third week is, as Jarrett said, mentioned once, a matter of when. Yes, we don't, I don't know when we'll record that episode. Because I'll, I'll have to watch uh, the first movie. Yes. It might be fine, but we'll see. But definitely not on Wednesday. That'll be. I think that's about it. Mm. But maybe yeah, we'll be, see. Yeah, maybe, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll, we'll all find it. out together. Mm -hmm. Together. Yeah. Hey RJ, what you been creeping on this week? Um. <laughs> that, things. That much, huh? Uh, no, I watched like a. I watched a few things. Like, um, oh, I'm still playing uh, Uncharted. And uh, it's kind of slow going. I shouldn't have started it when I did. I thought I would have enough time to beat it, but it's kind of slow going now. I'm almost done. I'm on chapter 18 of 22. So it like breaks up the story segments like in chapters. So I'm on 18 of 22. So I'm like kind of close, but okay. those chapters are anywhere from 40 minutes to like over an hour. It, it kind of varies. I don't know. But anyways, I'll, I'll talk about that when I finish. Um, I did watch one movie. And then, uh, and then I watched some Superman. But I watched Murder Mystery Two with your friend Adam Sandler. Jared. My Adam Sandler numbers keep ticking up, yeah. baby. Yeah. Um, I think I talked about the first one like a month ago. It's just Netflix movie. Him and Jennifer Aniston as uh, private detectives. It's pretty much exactly what you think. Like you would not like these movies. Nope. Me and Andrew get mild enjoyment out of them, mostly because we can throw it on. And it'll 
it'd be like she, she or she would go you want something to eat and i'd be like yeah and she'd go and she'd miss 10 minutes you know but she won't mind mm-hmm. or i'll go i gotta go get the laundry and i'll go and i'll we won't pause it or anything i'll miss 10 minutes and i don't mind either so it's one of those kinds of things you know like real casual sunday afternoon watching type of deal perfect i, I mean i think that's the best uh the best compliment i could give it is it's a nice casual watch Anyways, uh, I did watch um, lots of animated Superman, Beautiful. specifically World's Finest, which uh, is loggable on Letterboxd. I, 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 I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, some real high, like, so this is in the Superman world. This is the first introduction of Batman and Superman. Um, what happens is Joker comes to Metropolis um and lex luther uh he goes to lex luther with a pr- proposition he says listen i'll kill superman for you for like a billion dollars and luthor's like he's like can you kill him he's like listen man i'm the joker i can do anything i want and he's like okay so they make a deal uh and then batman obviously follows a uh, joker to metropolis because uh batman's just like nah nah this guy ain't fucking around I was kind of actually a little surprised. The Joker design is like later season Batman animated series. Yes. Not earlier season Batman animated series. The, like the, the, the black the, eyes. The black eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was just like, oh, I didn't realize. Uh, I was like, I guess obviously Batman animated came first. but uh, And then Justice League would have been running at the same time, I think. But this is played off like the first meeting kind of thing. So anyways, yeah, it's the uh, the newer animated Joker, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Um, so they... They meet for the first time. This is a three-parter, so it is an hour long, which is kind of cool. Um, this thing's really, really, uh, really cool, Jared. Yeah, <laughs> it's got it's got good stuff in it, man. Like really funny stuff. Uh, one thing I gotta mention right away: Nightclub Batman. Oh, he's back. <laughs> Nightclub Bat. This might be the origin of Nightclub Batman. Yeah, I. You think Nolan was like, Batman must be in a nightclub. Yeah, yeah, and then Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson were like, they were probably watching this, World's Finest, not The Dark Knight, and they're like, man, Batman does work in a nightclub. So they like they threw it in there. I like that a lot. Um, one uh, one really crazy thing in this is that um, Bruce Wayne dates Lois Lane, and there is comp- actual acknowledgement about them banging in this thing. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was really like that in an episode I watched later, like a normal episode. I was like stunned, like genuinely stunned. I was like, oh. I was like, I can't believe that that that's in like this kid's cartoon. Like it was shocking to me. Um, but uh, yeah, this one I was very surprised. Uh, yeah, Batman and or uh, Bruce Wayne and like uh, Lois Lane are like heavy boning in this. And the biggest thing, like eventually, like uh, they know like batman and superman know who each other are and then batman's still like well at least i'm he's like at least i got lois <laughs> and like he's like rubbing it in to uh clark and i was like rubbing oh my God. rubbing what in the fact that he's he's boning lois and mm-hmm. uh and clark superman isn't and i was just like oh my god it's really it's really bizarre dude like um i was very surprised by it but uh, in a similar fashion, like when they do find out the secret identities, like Superman just looks through through Batman's cowl and he's just like Bruce Wayne. And he's like, and Bat- Batman's just like, fuck you. He's like, you didn't deserve to figure that out. Um, but then he like follows uh, 
Superman home and he sees Superman change into the Clark Kent thing. And then Superman realizes someone's like watching him from really far away. So he like zooms in with his eyes and it's Batman and Batman just gives like a real slow thumbs up. Mm-hmm. And then he, he jumps off the building. And I, I thought that was so funny. I can't, <laughs> I can't even, I was just sitting by myself laughing. I was like that. I was like, that was a killer joke. Yeah. That was an incredibly funny. So that was really good. Uh, the, um, what else happens in this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. They're like messing around and Lex, they're fighting Lex Luthor and Joker and they kind of trade off like Joker fights Superman with kryptonite stuff and uh, they kind of have to like help each other out and things like that. It was good. The only thing I also thought was weird is that at the end of the, the show, Joker's in a Zeppelin and Batman saves like uh, Lois or, or, or someone like that and Superman sa- saves Lex. And like Harley Quinn or something, and uh, they both Batman and Superman just leave Joker in the Zeppelin to crash. And I was like, they both let him die. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, like, like they, they'd be like, eh, he'll be fine. Yeah, that that's what they say. They're just like, meh. So they save like everyone else except Joker. They just they both leave him in the Zeppelin, and I was like, interesting. Yeah, that's uh. I mean, Joker's always cool. all right. I mean, why bother? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, he'll be, but, I mean, he's gonna get away, and then we'll have to get him later. I mean, he pro. He's, he's gonna kill a bunch will. of people again. Yeah, I mean, he very probably will. But, uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, it's, uh, it was good. I don't know if you, if you remember this guy at all. Uh, vaguely. I remember the when the comic came out, um... Because there was like, I mean, there's always been, I mean, World's Finest has always been this, this Batman and Superman teaming up. That's what World's yep. Finest concept's been, uh, mostly. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember the way back in the early 90s, there was this really nice looking comic that came out. I think David Gibbs did the, David Gibbs, or uh, David Gibbs, David Gibbs, David Gibbons, mm-hmm. Dave Gibbons. Dave um, Gibbons. He drew it, I think. And then Steve Rue did the painted covers. Mm-hmm. Mm. I gotta look this stuff. up now. It's bothering me, but I remember that comic just always looked really nice. Like, oh, cool. The um, artwork was great, and I think the, 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 it's always like Lex Luthor and Joker team up, and then they fight. Yeah. And it's usually oh, the first time they've ever met up before. There was, mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I understand why they kind of like reset it back to the basics. It's oh, like, Steve Rude. Oh, no, Steve. Oh, yeah, Dave Gibbons wrote it and steve rude drew the whole thing that's why it looks so good that's the trick i like that steve rude you do yeah good what about rick rude rick rude do you like him also no bad guy uh yeah yeah but yeah it's uh it's cool man i um i recommend you add it to your watched on letterboxd i I have Already, mm-hmm. already have my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised to see it on here, and I was like, "Hey, that's neat." Uh, I can't remember what it was. I think I was looking up Tim Daly, and then I saw that this was on there. I was like, "Hey, I just watched that." Mm-hmm. So very nice. Uh, and then I'm watching other um, Superman stuff too. Uh, one of the things before uh, it was the episode just before this, but that was like the movie I watched was um, the episode just before this was Father's Day, which is the Calabac episode. Oh yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I think Calabac is so funny looking. Like his character design where he's got like no neck and he's just like I, I don't know what it is. He's so like frumpy but massive. Calabac's kind of a dumb character, but I I, I like yeah. how goofy his design is. You, do you know what I mean? I was gonna say I think that's what they say about you. I mean I agree. That's, true. that's your I, line, but that that is my line usually. But I do like Calabac. He reminds me of you kinda. Mm-hmm. Just his like general behavior his nature he's kind of a scamp you know he's a he's a real scamp <laughs> a real scamp so uh dark side's got eyes on uh superman so calabac kind of um goes against orders and goes to earth to kill superman for dark side mm-hmm. and then at the end of the episode dark side comes and takes calabac back and then uh dark side and superman see each other but uh that's it oh man and then more to come jared so that episode was okay. Uh, ooh, right after World's Finest, another terrific episode, Bizarro's World. We oh, get the return man. of Bizarro, which is bad. <laughs> Jared, Bizarro bad. I see. You know what I mean? I see what you did there. Yeah, Bizarro is, uh, he's kind of like out on his own, and he's trying to find his place in the world, and he, he stumbles on the Fortress of Solitude, and uh, he stumbles on the, uh, like, the, the crystal whatever that like talks about krypton and stuff like that and bizarro's like i'm gonna make krypton so he's just like trying to make krypton again and then uh it's it's a good episode uh and then at the end um superman's just kind of like we got to find somewhere for bizarro to go so he kind of like ditches him on a planet (laughs) like with, with his uh bizarro finds like an alien dog that tries to eat him all the time but bizarro thinks it's funny so it's bizarro and the alien dog and superman's like okay you guys just hang out here and uh Control the world. It was a good episode. I liked mm-hmm. it. We get a Doctor Fate episode, which was okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like magic, which hurts Superman. Doctor Fate's okay, but I don't know. I was watching it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then another good episode, Prototype, which is like a, a super suit created by Lex Luthor, and uh, they get like a cop to kind of power it, but the cop gets a. Uh, uh, corrupted by the power of the suit and he starts going rogue and he starts like taking out uh, criminals a little bit too harshly you know Jared so he uh, he butts heads with uh, Superman a little bit and uh, they kind of have to like fight each other and did I mention that the creator of the super suit is John Henry Irons oh my god Shaquille O'Neal himself John <laughs> Henry Irons uh, this is a pretty good episode because it's like uh, ultra right wing cop in a super suit versus uh, Superman. I was like, yeah, I like this. This is relevant for today. Uh, and then I watched an ep- the uh, the episode that genuinely uh, shocked me or it stunned me, Jarrett. The ending oh. to this episode. Oh my god! This is called the late Mister Kent. Uh, I didn't look. I don't look ahead at what any of these episodes are, so I just let them run. I was watching in this, and I was just like, man, I was like, this is a really good episode. Uh, and then it hits the end, and I was like, <gasps> just pure stunned. Uh, so in this episode, uh, Clark Kent is dead. It starts mm-hmm. out with Clark Kent being uh, assassinated, and Lois Lane is backtracking to try to find out how Clark was killed. Uh, Clark was investigating uh he was doing a journal or like a journalism thing on a guy who's on death row and the guy in death row is like he's like i'm he's like i'm telling you i didn't kill anyone (laughs) and clark's like all right he's like i'll look into it 
And so Clark starts to look into all these things and the guy's story starts to add up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Clark is driving. Uh, he, he finally finds the evidence between being Superman and Clark Kent. And uh, he's going to go deliver the ev- evidence to the governor as Clark Kent. And uh, he's he's narrating this episode, which I think is really cool. He's like, partially my ego of wanting Clark. He's like, I could have flown there as Superman, but my ego to give Clark something. He's like, I wanted to go hand deliver it as Clark. And then someone blows up his car and they know Clark is in there. So he, he like kind of has to pretend he's dead kind of thing. So Superman's still out there, but Clark is dead. And then uh, someone blows up Clark's apartment, and then someone's c- coming after Lois Lane. Uh, and you find out who the killer, like, actually is when uh, the guy who is being framed is on death row. Um, you find out who it actually is, and then you... Uh, they they find that guy, and they get him. They put him in jail, and they execute him. <laughs> and they actually show it in this in this kid's cartoon from 1997. Mm-hmm. And that that was where I was like, what? Like they show him in the chair and they put the little thing on or they it, it's like a gas chamber and they show them flick the switch and the gas fills the chamber and then it cuts to black and the guy dies. And I I was watching and I was like, what? <laughs> Cuz like I I know there's like um like a but like allusions to like execution the, the, stuff, but they actually show it. Wasn't this the thing though where um it's like a cop? Mhm. And it's, but he it's also, but then he figures out just before he gets gassed. Wait a minute, Superman and Clark Kent are one in the and, same. Uh. Yeah, and then he gets gassed and he dies, and you go, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he like figures it out like at the end, but then he gets executed, and uh, yeah, I don't know, like it, or yeah, it was a great episode. I was just like, I was, I was so surprised that they actually. Uh, they they actually show this guy being murdered on in in a kids cartoon. I was like, holy shit, this yeah. is heavy stuff. Cap- capital punishments on the many tonight kids. Yeah, it was it was really good. This is the best episode of the of the show so far. I okay. think. Like, yeah, yeah. Just like the whole thing with like uh, Tim Daly like narrating it. It's kind of like a noir film. He's like they're backtracking who killed Clark Kent. Like it was really, really good. Did you feel like you had to like go to the closet, get the fedora out while you watch this? I went as I uh, tipped my brim. Yeah, I doffed my cap. Yeah, it's 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 really good. But uh, yeah, I was very surprised, Jared. Very, very surprised. And then I just watched like two two more real quick, and then the ones I'm on now are the apocalypse ones, which uh, I haven't watched yet, but um. Next one's Heavy Metal. John Henry Irons is back. He has uh, refixed his suit to him, and now he is the superhero Steel. Uh, and th- we get the return of Metallo again. And there's yeah. a really funny line in this with uh, Mal- uh, Malcolm McDowell. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, he's like, you can throw me in the bottom of the ocean or you can leave me in a volcano. He's like, I'll always come back, Superman. <laughs> Which I, I, I really liked because I, I like all the ways they write Metallo out of the show. It's just, I don't know, I, I like it. And then, and then he just shows back up. And then he shows back up. Uh, and I like that they acknowledged it. He's like, he's like, you can keep dumping me in the ocean. And he's like, I'm going to keep coming back, baby. Um. And so the whole point of this one is that Superman can't be everywhere. So Steel is like, he's like, I'll help my neighborhood. And that's where Metallo shows up. 
Uh, so it's Steel versus Metallo, uh, Metallo for a lot of it. And Metallo is like the half-face Metallo again, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Good episode. And then uh, the last one I watched was just okay. This is called Warrior Queen, Queen Maxima from Planet Almarak. It's this lady who's like watching other planets and like looking for a mate. And she goes to get Superman because he, she, uh, she thinks Superman is like her physical equal and stuff like that. And Superman goes to their planet and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it classic, classic story right there. Yeah, it was all right. And now I'm watching the Apocalypse one, Apocalypse Now, but uh, I'm not through it yet. So Bruno Mannheim. Bruno Mannheim. And uh, the inner game. Uh, oh, uh, Apocalypse is Michael Ironside. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, uh, I'll talk about that one next week. Oh, and then you're going to get some uh, Granny Goodness. Oh, yeah. I love Granny Goodness. Yeah. So I, I wish so much that I could have seen Superman or Zack Snyder's <laughs> Granny Goodness. Could you yeah. imagine? Can you imagine? How- could you imagine? They probably would have got Michael Shannon for that. I I think. But yeah, yeah I watched some Superman. And I'm assuming you watched and did nothing other than paint minifigures. Correct. Good. Good. You, good. Know, you know what I, uh, for some reason, uh, put on uh, while I was waiting for you to mm-hmm. uh, sign on tonight? Mm-hmm. Uh, I realized on YouTube there's uh, all these compilations of Mr. Bean. Oh man, Mr. Bean's the best. I haven't like so one of the things in junior high was in shop class, uh there there was a whole lot of downtime and that that downtime like in my school like history was like Mr. Bean. It was like mm. get go get the <laughs> what was it? Mr. Bean rides out tape. <laughs> Put it on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was all right. Uh but how many episodes of Mr. Bean do you think there are? 30? I think it's like shockingly low, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I think that's that's yeah. kind of how the, uh, the the listicles get you. And then people look yeah. it up and they go, what the fuck? There's only like that many episodes? And I don't even think it's 30. Let's find out. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's maybe like 20 or something. I know, I know, I, I've, I've talked about this before. It is very, very low. Uh, <clears throat> 15. 15, yeah. Now, I don't know how they broadcast stuff or how they got listed, but the original... But they are like hour and a half episodes, I think, some of them. Yes. Yeah, so they're very long. There it is. Mr. Bean rides again. Mm -hmm. It all begins with Mr. Bean. So when I've maybe mentioned this before, but uh, growing up, I had not one, but two Mr. Bean posters in my room. Two. Two. One of them was him brushing his teeth in the sink, which I I don't know why that was a poster, but okay. <laughs> yeah. And then the other the other one was him like walking around or in a car or something, and it said, "Been there, done that," which was pretty cool, man. Pretty pretty cool. They got your money. <laughs> hey, man, uh, it was well worth it. I uh, those posters were in my room for years. Years. Love Mr. Bean. So that's cool. Well, I'm glad you're watching that. That's good. Oh, I just I, I just found your poster. That was also oh, the which title. one? That was the title of a book. Being There, Done That. 
been there and done that. Yeah. yeah. The, the Life and Times of Rowan Atkinson by uh, Bruce DeSau. Yeah. It was it was good. It was a good poster. What is he doing in it again? I can't remember what he's doing. He goes leg kicked up high. <laughs> so oh funny. yes, hilarious physical comedy. Do you hey. find the one of him just in the sink brushing his teeth or something? Yeah, I'll see if the, I'm gonna come see if this is it. I'm sending it your way. Okay, I just got I, Mister Bean. Oh yeah, Bean. Bean there done that. Yeah, that's uh, it was just like that. I think the one, and then yeah, the other one was him. Um, uh, I think he was just like at a bathroom sink or something. Huh. Something it was something very. Let's see if I can. Let's see if I can find it. Mister Bean posters. Yeah, I'm not seeing it from the nineties. Think poster. Or oh, it might have been the one with him with the teddy bear. But uh, oh. I'm pretty sure he was. I'm pretty sure he was at a sink. Friend of the show, Ryan Nagel's got to write in so we can figure this out because he would have seen this poster. <laughs> I don't know, man. This might be hard to track down. This could have been something that was created like in-house at Creepsville uh, HMV or something. <laughs> <laughs> like illegally printed yeah. and it was never found again. Yeah. yeah. Or was it Mr. Dean? I mean, I don't know. I, I had two Mr. Bean posters. Yeah. How many how many Mr. Bean posters does Rob Eagle have? Not enough, I'm sure. Yeah. Not enough. I don't know if anyone could have enough, to be honest. Love Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Love Mr. Bean. <laughs> well, so that's good stuff. There's only, there's only fifteen episodes to get all caught up. I could finally watch uh, the Mr. Bean movie. You should watch the Mr. Bean movie. That's that's uh, incredible. No. Yeah, it is. It's it's incredible. You should watch it. Yeah, I'd say uh, Ron Atkinson's a uh, pretty funny, even because he's like it's actually kind of incredible that he has like two pretty iconic characters under his belt, because uh, you got Mr. Bean and you also have Blackadder, and they're they're very completely different characters, but same man. Pretty good. I mean, accurate. Accurate. However, however, maybe it's not. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Who's to say? Right. Uh, God damn it! I'm just, I'm just looking at uh, Ron Atkinson's characters in Blackadder. Good lord, he's the best man. Who doesn't <laughs> love that dude? Who doesn't? Look at this. Yeah. Only a bad dude would not like Mr. Bean. Have you ever watched uh, Blackadder, RJ? I have not watched Blackadder, but this looks incredible. Look at that face. Look, look at the face he's making. Mm-hmm. Looks incredible. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to stand by this. Only bad people don't like Mr. Bean. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll go with that. Yep. Prove me wrong. Remember, remember him making that sandwich? Remember that, remember that time? He, he, has like, he, has, he has the loaf of bread, and he's cutting with the scissors. And he he produces the uh, piece of lettuce that he mm-hmm. moistens, and then uh, he rings out using his sock. And he has uh, like sardines. It's incredible that, that he whacks on the uh, the armrest of the park yeah. bench. Just simply incredible. Incredible. My, fa- my, my favorite Mr. Bean is when he goes to the beach and he's got to change into a swimsuit at the beach. There's no change room, so he's got to 
he's got to get his swimsuit on while taking his pants off at the same time. And then it's like a 10 minute long bit. And then once he gets into his swimsuit and he's changed the, there's a lady beside him where he, so he couldn't get naked. But after he gets changed, the lady uh, puts Please. on, uh, gets her blind walking stick out and then walks away. Cause she was blind and she wouldn't have been able to see anyways. Got him. It was in- incredible. Incredible. So that's good. That's what's going on with us. Yeah. That's, that's about it. Uh, you got any news, RJ? Uh, Jared is pretty excited for the Flash trailer, so that's good. Yeah, it's uh, looking looking sick. It's it's <laughs> might get me and Jared in the theater in the summertime. Pretty exciting, guys. Oh, what is this scoop from a day ago? Dune Part Two has been one hundred percent shot in IMAX. You know. uh, TVG Cinemas director Denny Villeneuve says Dune Part 2 <laughs> Dune Part 2 picks mm. up immediately after the ending of the first film and is more of, of an a- more of an action-packed war movie hashtag Dune 2 hashtag CinemaCon instead of Dune to, uh, Dune Do more like Doo Doo <laughs> that's my that's gonna be my review when I watch that movie when it gets released on streaming Nobody steal that. No stealing it. Nobody, nobody steal that. Thanks. Really, uh, really liven this place up. I, I just do it to keep you honest. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> classic. Classic, classic, classic. Big time, big time. Yeah. Anyways, we got that going for us. That's pretty yep. good. But, uh, but wait... We, there's more. Yeah, I don't know. There's no there... like uh there's no criteria announcements. Um mm-hmm. no 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 movie stuff that comes to mind. Heck, RJ. Heck. Mm. We could just uh launch right there into the talking about the movie proper. Well, we've been here for two hours, that's so that's okay. Not too bad. Not yep. too bad. Well then, let's do that. Let's do just that. Okay. After the break. We're going to have our butts whipped. Excuse me? Butts whipped. If I could turn back time If I could find a way I'd take back those words that'll hurt you And you'd stay I don't know why I said the things I said Rides like a knife, it can cut deep inside Words are like weapons, they wound sometimes I English public school. This is where Britain raised its empire builders of yesterday and still trains its leaders of tomorrow. This is the unchanging English public school. This is where you still learn to play the game. The angles of the one equal the angles of the other. Understand, buddy? Good. 
far from home, far from your family, you learn what to expect from life. Just remember that life here is a matter of give and take. We are your new family, and you must expect the rough and tumble that goes with any family life. In this world, you have to watch out for yourself and obey the rules, as in the world outside. But some people are born to break the rules. <laughs> You three have become a danger to the morale of the whole house, and we've decided to beat you for it. I serve the nation. You haven't the slightest idea what it means, have you? You mean that bit of wool on your tit? With its freedom and excitement, its visions and its dreams, this is the world of youth. A world of fantasy that sometimes turns to strange violence. Look at me. I'll kill you. You won't forget them. Christine Noonan as the girl. Malcolm McDowell as Mick the rebel. Richard Warwick. And David Wood as his friends who share a secret loyalty. Three young people who reject a world that the old have made and decide to take things into their own hands. If may shock you, it will surely surprise you. It's a film that will make you take sides. Which side will you be on? And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about If from 1968, directed by Lindsay Anderson. RJ, the tagline for this film, it's kind of like BVS. Which side will you be on? Huh? Oh my God. We can always bring it back to BVS, can't we? Uh, yep. <laughs> One way or another. Is that how influential that movie is, do you think? I think so. Even. Even backwards, even backwards. Well, I mean, it reverberates. I think that's also how influential it is to go backwards from the past. Like flash, it's like Flashpoint, among other things. In an English boys' boarding school, social hierarchy reigns supreme, and power remains in the hands of distant and ineffectual teachers and callously vicious prefects in the upper sixth. But three lower six students, leader Mick Travis, Wallace, and Johnny, decide on a shocking course of action to redress the balance of privilege once and for all. Damn. That sounds Damn. serious, dude. Hey, does this, this, this sound like the movie we watched? Um, I would say potentially. Okay. Potentially, um, but not really. So what, what genre... Would you throw if under RJ? Genre? Yeah. Uh high fantasy. High fantasy, very good. Um no, I would I would stick it just in like coming of age drama. Whatever genre okay. that is. Okay. You that's, know that's that seems fair. Um yeah. our good friends at Wikipedia uh, describe this as a, as a British satirical drama. 
I mean, I guess, but you and you and me both know about satire, you know. Yeah, we we, we know enough to stay away. Watch we out. Know enough to stay away. Yeah, you see satire coming toward you, you, you cross the street. Get out of there immediately. No. If you see no, satire. Don't don't make just, eye contact. Just ask if it's skewering or not, and you'll know exactly what's in yeah. store for you. Um so anyway, I, I know about this if. I've seen this movie a few times actually. You have? Uh yeah. Okay. Old, old, old friend of mine, Corey. He was uh, quite the Anglophile. He liked uh he liked his British cinema uh way back when I was in high school. And he was renting movies like If. Uh we were talking about we I would know about the Lindsay Anderson uh Mick Travis trilogy that these movies this movie actually is the first part of of like a mm. loose series of three movies uh including Oh Lucky Man from 1973 in Britannia Hospital which mm. we could have watched for this week but you know you know how it is we I mean watch- are they related They are but we don't we don't watch movies anymore and maybe one day they'll be in the Criterion collection well, why uh why blow our load now save it up why, why why do what sorry could you repeat that I didn't hear you so sorry RJ um yes. I've, seen this, I've, I've seen this movie before Okay. Uh, it's references uh, kind of like pop up, permeate in a lot of uh, British writers. Uh, and for me, a lot of British comic writers. Um, Grant Morrison definitely knew about If. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what those references are now, but from the movie, the, uh, from the comic books, The, the Invisibles, uh, mm. a lot of about um, pushing back against these hierarchies um and always in a lot of british writing in movies uh there's a lot of clap back toward public schools mm. and even to this day there's always this joke about uh <laughs> you know these uh these behaviors that creep up and about these violations that happen in public school could you describe a couple of these because i'm not quite familiar with them. uh are you familiar with buggery rj I know a game called Buggers. It's like oh, okay. a, an outdoor game where it's like it's like touch uh, rugby, where you don't like uh, you don't hurt each other. You just touch it. Like it's touch, it's right. touch. You just touch each other, Jerry. You just kind of touch. You just touch. You just kind of touch. So. Well, this is this is insert buggery's insertion, RJ. It's um. <laughs> Could you uh, repeat that for me, please? Okay. Um, yeah insertion okay of <laughs> penises and into butts okay yeah. okay yeah. is there an order that that happens in uh you know it's uh it's early in the night you, you never know you never know no i mean like which one goes where is there an order oh i see that? well it depends i mean we're talking about power bottoms here i I'm not familiar with that either. Could you describe it, okay. please? Well, you should uh, watch that. a little show called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia more, I guess. Uh, I've seen it all, uh, but I'm not familiar with the term. I must have uh, missed that episode, so maybe you could... <laughs> Whatever you feel comfortable enough to tell me. Okay. Uh, I'm listening. I think it's like okay. season two, maybe. Someone can uh, uh, write in. <laughs> Google, ser- Google search it. Google search it. Uh, I don't hey, think I'm going to put that in Google. So, so this yeah. movie, uh, upon its release, it got an X rating. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it, it was dangerous. 
X might, from it, England or X in yeah. the Americas? Uh, uh, England, we'll say. England. <laughs> Crikey. RJ. Yeah. So, the British Film Institute, 1999, uh-huh. it named this the 12th greatest British film of the 20th century. The 12th? What's 1 to 11? This movie won the Palme d'Or at the 1969 Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, but is that mean anything I've and heard one... a lot of people talk about palm doors you know what i mean <laughs> the uh, rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. <laughs> according to the site's critical consensus incendiary subversive and darkly humorous if is a landmark of british countercultural cinema is it uh it was was it I don't know if they're, I mean, I don't know what the counterculture is these days. Counterculture? I think we are counterculture. We are the counterculture. In some camps. In some camps. Yeah, I see. I wouldn't say which one, but I think. RJ, what do you know about British public school? Mm, I know everything is gray. The uniforms are gray. The building is gray. Or the black sky or is gray. brown. The, uh, you well, the you are missing version. out. There's a, there's a lot of browns. There is a brown version of this there, as well. There is, yep. But the browns and the grays, the food is gray. Uh, but I know that the punishment is corporal in nature. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I am aware. Um, are these schools Catholic? No, I think so. RJ. I believe they'd be uh, Anglican or the whatever. Uh, it is that. Yeah. Remember, remember that whole bit? The king who wanted a- the divorce? Henry? A- 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 Anyway, I'm going to divorce my wife. I'm going to create a new church so I can do it. <laughs> Eat my bangers. Very uh, posh accent of the royal. A little mash. <laughs> divorce my it's wife. It's just like that. Anyways, it, posh, you say? You, 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 could sing, you could sing the song about Henry VIII. I don't know if I know the song about Henry VIII. I am, I am. Why am I? I don't think I know this song. You should what? probably sing Herman's Hermits? Come you on. should sing some verses for me. You need to listen to more AM radio. That's what you need to do. I get knocked down. I get up again. Never <laughs> yeah. one knock me down. Is that the song? Oof, boy. Um, so what did, what did you learn about British uh public schools? It's cuz this has like always same been like old, the same old <laughs> Yeah, um, it seems like a bad time, but it's all, it's going to build character, you so, know? listen, this will make him stronger, it will, innit? What do you call the new kids? Uh, shaggers? Gum. Gum? Gummers? Gum. Gummers, shaggers, gum. scum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, here, scum, and then they go, I'm not a scum, I'm well, a freshman. Well, they don't say that. Well, that one kid does for a second, yeah. right? Yeah. Was that Jute? Jute? Jute, I'm not a scum. I'm new here. <laughs> and you go, ah, oh, Jute. Oh, Jute. You're about quit, to get taken out, pal. Quit talking, kid. Get out of here, Jute. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's like the, the return to school. Uh, I guess it's fall semester. Mm-hmm. And uh, the movie's broken up into six chapters, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, it's just like the return. And so you get introduced to the setting. Um, 
how accurate this is while it is a biting satire and has at times surrealist elements and sometimes also shot in black and white uh is that satire of some kind uh no it isn't it's just because uh it looked cool Mm. (laughs) i don't know if you did you read about that no, I just assumed it was something pretentious, so I didn't. I, nope, I didn't look into it's it not. Any it's actually it's not pretentious at all. Would uh, they just run it, out of film stock? Nope. Uh, apparently, they had an issue where they only had like a limited amount of time to shoot in one of the churches, mm-hmm. and so they're like, "Oh fuck, it's going to take. It'll cost this much to like shoot in color because we have to do all this like lighting and stuff." Mm-hmm. And so they said, "Fuck it, just shoot in black and white." And then I guess Lindsay Anderson saw that footage and went, "Oh, that looks that looks a bit all right." And then uh, they write, oh, we'll just keep doing it. It'll give it some texture. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> like, and it's arbitrary. It happens. They just, you'll, you'll have one scene where they go color, and then black and white. And then back to color. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's very, I mean, counter, very countercultural. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, some have said we're the counterculture. Some have said. Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I've said that our but... main our main boy Mick Travis mm-hmm. played by one Malcolm McDowell who is this the, is this his debut in the Criterion collection in the collection potentially yeah. but I mean Criterion creeps no he we've been talking about him in Superman for quite some Yo, time that's right yeah. old Metallo himself yeah. yep Metallo me Metallo actually Andrew yeah. and I are watching a uh, Canadian TV show Jarrett with oh. Malcolm McDowell in it current oh. TV oh. show. It takes place in Newfoundland. It's called Son of Crick or Critch or something. And he plays a grandpa. Grandpa. So I uh I seen him and I said, Hey, that's Metallo, Andy. And she remember, said, Huh? Remember Star Trek Generations? I do remember that. Yeah. I think everyone I mean, anyone listening to this show would know that his best role is Metallo. So Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Um for unrelated to anything that we were just saying. So yep. if um, I guess like probably mm-hmm. one of the other reasons this movie gets kicked around is because Stanley Kubrick saw it and he went, there he is. There's, mm. there's my, there, there's, there's my, my there's Alex. my Alex. Yeah, there he is. And that's where you got the role. And yeah. Clockwork if, Orange isn't in the collection, right? It is not. Okay. I'll tell you, uh, in grade eight, I went as Alex for Halloween. Oh, well, did you have uh, a giant, penis statue i think I, I think you the last time you mentioned this before i would have asked this exact same question i a lady never tells yeah. a lady never tells i had i had every part of the costume i even had my my yeah. little uh eyelash thing and mm-hmm. it was all there baby it was, it was all, all there. it was like bart at the halloween party the bart uh, that's actually why I, I mean i had seen clockwork at that point but i did it more because of the bart costume than uh because of clockwork Right, yeah. Anyways, you you want to be a little Bart, do the and do the Bart man. I would like to do the Bart man up and at them. So Mick Travis, you're, he's a little bit of an upstart. He shows up. He's got his like face cloaked in black cloth, and, and uh, he does have like a very dramatic fedora like hat mm-hmm. and a trench coat. And uh, they're like, oh, look at this guy, Guy Fox here, which, uh, you know, some people are like, oh, it's foreshadowing. Guy Fox. What is it foreshadowing? You know oh, what I mean? Oh, v- violence, RJ. Oh, against the establishment, RJ. You know, like Whoa. V for Vendetta. <laughs> Holy shit. I know, right? Have so, you ever met anyone who has a Guy Fox mask? 
Uh, you know, other what? than yourself, <laughs> not me, not me. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if I do. That, that feels impossible, though. I, don't I mean, it's so. probably good if you don't. It is, yes, for your safety. No. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Hmm. So he shows up. Uh, the reason why he's wearing the face mask stuff is because he's got a mustache. Oh, what? A moustache. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's prompt- against rules? He, which, yes, so he promptly shaves it. Um, and, of course, like you see, like, so there's, like, little subgroups uh, within the institution. So there's all the, the little kids, the scum. They get put in this, the sweat box. And then as you grow older, you get moved up to bigger rooms. Now, the question is, is, like, oh, what happens to all these kids over time? It seems like there's a lot of younger kids, and then there's fewer older kids. And you go, mm-hmm. mm, it's probably a bit of a grind. People don't come back. Maybe they run out of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they move on to other schools. Unknown. Mm-hmm. It seems like the the feeling you get with this is this seems to be like a school in decline. Uh, it's like it used to be like oh because what did they say they've been around for five hundred years. Um, mm-hmm. That's like a that's like a quarter of the time of Christ. Um, so I don't know. It's a but yeah they're 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 very happy when they get some chalice in some contest and that the good old days are back. But not to rest on your laurels. We must continue to fight. Uh, it's a very different kind of style of education, and uh, mm-hmm. I believe we've come a long way from this. But some people might still uh, subscribe to this um, sort of. I mean, upbringing. I know, I know you're a fan. Yeah, Jits usually he's always like, ah, I wish we could do this more. Bring the it kids. back. Think about ha- the kids. More hazing. Yeah, more something like that. More pro- um, propositioning. Something like that too. Yeah, yeah. So like these kids are moving in, and these this one guy's walking up the stairs, or two guys are walking up the stairs. One guy's walking down, and they're like, "Hey, how about it? Come upstairs for a stroke." You go what? A what? <laughs> what are we talking about here, boys? What's going on? And then I believe the one gets uh like, "What is he doing?" Like they're they're bothering me, and then the guys quit tarting about. You're like, whoa! They quit asking for it. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, what's with these guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not allowed to town. They're not allowed. To, they don't. I don't know. Again, th- this is the the public school stuff. The the great cliche. Um. Anyway, but then this sort of uh, I don't know. Constantly is alluding to it because yeah, there's the the whips. Uh, these are the like the 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 best bootlickers. Who have uh, who really are into this, into these hierarchies? Who I guess have probably uh, gone through it themselves and have now come out on top, and they're kind of the precious of the administrators and the teachers, and they get to like mm-hmm. watch, strut about, and uh, admonish people, treat them like shit, beat fellow students, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. uh, as well as just talk about like mm, that that one boy down there looked very nice, he's looking very fair, and you're like. Whoa, <laughs> it's like they're just talking about it out in the open. Uh, they're conspiring. Uh, and you're like, my my word, this film, what's it trying to say? What is this the satire, I, or I is this know. like, or is this just like, oh, this is just what happens? Anyway, Mick wants nothing to do with that, and um, there's nothing that could would have stopped him and uh, his two buddies, um, from becoming these kipes, but they're just like, nah, nah, man, we're not buying into that, man. Uh, so he's got uh, his heroes in his like little his room. I'm not sure if everybody gets a room or if he just kind of carved out a room for himself. 
and nobody gives a crap. What I did you think so. of that? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I'm not sure what to make of that, but yeah, he has his own little room. Maybe his parents mm. are paying for it. And that's actually another thing is you don't really hear too much about parents in this movie at all. Uh, not mentioned ever, I think. Right? Other than other than there is the one, uh, one of the whips, the the one with the glasses. Uh, that's oh, yeah, Denson, and then there's also uh, General Denson at the end of the movie, the the mm. old the old man giving the speech. And you're like, oh, is this his father? Possibly grandfather? Nah, probably his father. Um, but yeah, you never really find out about their parents. This is about the children and the, I guess you, I mean, it's the, the institution mm-hmm. and informing them into a, into a, into an upright British citizen, uh, that will do right by the country. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, you just get kind of introduced to the various, um, you know, the, the servants, um, uh, the other, the other people who work there, there's the headmaster, there's sort of the nurse on standby. Uh, there's some penis inspection that happens. Some what? Uh, penis inspection. Uh, you're also asked about if you have any VD. Uh, and yeah, what else do they ask about? Uh, it's VD and ringworm, I think. Yeah, ringworm. Yeah, and they get the flashlight right on the yeah. pee-pee. Yeah, make, get a good look at it. Make sure it's nice and clean. Cleanliness, yeah. you know. Right in the pee-pee. Mm-hmm. P-P-P. Have you ever had a flashlight on your ding-dong? Uh, not that like I recently? recall. Not that I recall. Not that I'm willing to speak to, anyway. Well, I mean, maybe that's the issue. No. You know? Uh, so, yeah, you get the sense, like, Mick, uh, he's not a bully, right? Like, you never actually... I don't, he's only, like, an asshole to other peers, yeah, there's like the one guy who you know he's making some comments about Jews, and he's like, "Watch it, Spotty," because he's got this mm-hmm. big mole on his face. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that's pretty good. Uh, but that there's like, yeah, that guy. He's uh, you know, he wants to be one of the whips one day, and I mean, Mick would be like that, but mm-hmm. it's like, no, 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 he does. He has no respect for them. That really grinds their gears, which of course uh, erupts later on in the movie, where you get this uh, you know, beating scene slash torture scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, you get like kind of these snippets of them going to class. Uh, there's the the one teacher. Uh, uh, he he seems to be the real uh, I don't know kook who rides his bicycle to class while singing and starts teaching um this like made up history of the world mm-hmm. and asking for essays immediately. <laughs> and then the one that's bizarre is the math teacher scene. <laughs> like I don't know uh, if you uh, <laughs> hands on the shoulders. Hey. Or hand hand down the front of the shirt and just like tweaking something. I think he was warming him up. Oh yeah. I think, I think the kid was cold, so the the he was just like, here, let me warm you up there. M- no, no, just molesting. Uh, among other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you get these little like, oh, what a fun place this place seems to be. And these with horrible things haunting you and following you around, and these mm-hmm. like systems that make no sense. And it's like whatever is the not the headmaster, but uh, one of the other, I don't know, the chancellor or something like that, talking about work in play but never at the same time. So, uh, do yeah. you do you subscribe to that? Uh, because it's <laughs> we work hard, we play harder. 
<laughs> Roscoe, we work hard. We play hard. <laughs> have you ever gone to a gay steel mill? I have not. Not yet. You? Uh, the lady never tells. So we get a bit where uh, I, I can't remember the names of his of mixed friends who are again like they seem to be all right people. Um, they they don't like any of this school stuff, but they're kind of going along and they do follow orders. Like when they're called upon to do stuff, they kind of pull their asses out of it and do it. But for the most part, they just want to like hang out, drink uh, in mm -hmm. the little room, put posters up of uh, you know. Lenin in disguise, and oh god, so many, so many f images of the time from like your contemporary magazines of that at that era. But uh, there's, there's a scene that's kind of like a I don't know what you call it, magic realism, where they go to town, uh, Mick and mm -hmm. Johnny, they abscond, which is where they're not supposed to go there. Uh, they're going around play playing, um, shooting each other, playing dead. Uh, then they wind up in a motor bike shop, and they just mm -hmm. steal one. They, they just they just steal it. They ride off, yep. no consequences. Uh, they go to a little coffee shop, and uh, Mick starts hitting Make on this this girl, the girl with the, mm -hmm. eye, the eyebrows. Um, and then we get some like uh, miming out like lion and lioness. Mm. Uh, what did you think of some of the? Um, tea and germ violations in this because i was thinking about you when there's like that saucer oh, like the, that, the, yeah. the sugar spoon oh yeah whatever. plunging oh, yeah, the, it the, the saucer on top the, of the cup yeah. oh yeah i was yeah, thinking of our, i was thinking of you you were you're yeah. probably just like no 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 not a chance and here's why because they use the bottom of the saucer to go onto yeah. the top of the oh. cup where your mouth goes now yes. if they had flipped that saucer upside down i would have been like still not my preference but better than the alternative but yeah, yeah. immediately i was just like oh well you know I've, when um mm. when malcolm went digging into that sugar with that spoon and, the communal and, then, spoon. He, and, and then he mixed it into his cup you know that yeah. spoon was going right into back into the sugar bin oh i knew and i hate i hate that because you put <laughs> you put a coffee dunk spoon back into the sugar bin that sugar is now contaminated with the coffee it gets all soggy yep. it gets all coffee stained and people it hardens, say, ah. hardens up yeah, people are going to say, oh, whatever, it's just sugar. And it's like, no, no. It's just sugar, love. You want ants? Because that's how you're going to get ants, all right? I don't think you're going to get ants. Well, you're, something bad's going to you're, you're gonna have a, You're, you're going to have lousy sugar, though. Yeah. So just, all you got to do, just get a little rinse under the tap, sh sh and give it a little a little shake, and you're good to go. Yeah. Just a little shake. Just a little shake. Yeah. Um, but... RJ, I have to ask: mm -hmm. Can uh, can love blossom on the battlefield? Oh, I've heard that love is a battlefield. Yeah, is that related to this at all? Uh, maybe. So anyway, uh, we we do have a um, a a romance that uh, springs up here in the film between a I don't know what you'd call a, a mid mid middle aged boy at this school and one of the older boys. Yeah, and what happens there? I don't know. I guess they they bang off off camera between the panels. Between panels, between, off panel, off panel. Okay. So there's so there's that. Um, but anyways, so yeah, these kids they keep running a like the, the older guys. They keep running afoul of the sensibilities, I guess, of the rest of the house, and they're like, enough of this. 
Uh, and so we get a, a call out and saying, you three have been very disrespectful to the whips. You need to establish mm-hmm. clear order, uh, set a precedent. We can't be having this place uh, decay and break down. And so they're like, yeah, we're going to do something about that. Uh, so they call upon the three of them and they get brought down, they get brought down to the gym and they are given a caning. Um, the, the first two guys, uh, theirs goes, you know, badly. <laughs> you get beat up across the ass a few times. Not fun. And then, of course, it's uh, Al, or a mixed uh, time. And his continues to go well beyond uh, what's acceptable, I suppose. But they must, uh, you know, make sure the authority is being rained down upon him. And you can see in his look, though, because you have to, like, not, you got to no sell as much as you can. And you have to walk it off. And then when your abuser asks to shake his hand and thank him for the beating he gave you, you still mm-hmm. got to do it. You got to bide your time. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yeah. So uh, this kind of starts off a process of, like, talk, a lot of uh, talk happening in this little room. Uh, Talking about changing the world with a bullet in the right place. Mm. A lot of talk about if, if RJ. So uh, there's a kind of a military cadet drill that happens, um, which leads to this like scene. It's like these these transitions. It's always been a strange thing of if. So you, you're left with this scene where like if uh, or if with Mick and the, the the two others, they're kind of like up on this hill and they have like live rounds, which they start firing at like this. I don't know, can filled with like tea or hot water or something like that. And of course the um the priest um or not, is he a priest or a the guy pastor, a pastor a pastor? The guy who like was running charge, he's like walking up to them, give me that gun, quit knock that off right now. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Basically he goes right over to them, you're just like, Oh, he's he's walking right toward him. Oh, he just shot them. Or he just shot at that guy. Oh, he's on the ground cowering for his life, and now he's like bayoneting him. Mm-hmm. But either that all happened, or it's a fantasy, and now he has to. And then we get we cut to the headmaster's office, and he's told that he, uh, Mick owes the uh, I don't know, we'll call him the the pastor uh, an, an apology, apology. and uh, he pulls open a drawer, and now pops the the pastor, and he's very like. Sorry about all that. No, thank you. Handshake. Mm-hmm. And he goes back into his drawer. Well, it's kind of like, <laughs> what if priests slept in drawers? You know what yeah. I mean? What if? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, among other so, things. Among other things. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the headmaster is like, I want to be a nice guy. I want to be chill. Mm-hmm. I want to relate to the youths. Not jute, though, but the youths. Uh, they get sent to, yeah. to the church to clean up under the stage where a bunch of like weird old drama props have been left, uh, including a gigantic crocodile alligator that gets thrown onto a bonfire. That's apparently what they're doing is burning all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're down there and they uh, kind of find a nice little cache of uh, military weaponry left behind from a wall, a mm-hmm. wall. And they're like, well, now. And then the girl from the cafe, she just appears. She reappears. She's back in pog she form. Did, yeah. And in this pog is, form? Yeah. So this is where they um, they make a decision uh, to do something. And so comes Founder's Day, which is when all the parents are 
invited to the school uh and the school gets to show off their their business and uh lots of speeches um a lot of pomp and circumstance and then if, while the, that general denson guy's giving a big long blowhard speech uh there's smoke uh coming out from under the stage and of course the joke is that this old man is oblivious to the the danger that he's in and all mm-hmm. these people start leaving and i kept thinking I'm like oh is this gonna be like a, in my mind I, I remember like a carry like situation where the the doors are locked and they have to burst out through windows that's not what happens at all they just come running out but there's mick and the boys and the girl from the cafe all with guns and they just start unloading on these people wiping them out rj they do uh, yeah, and there's some, again, some satire here. There's some speeches. This headmaster's still trying to gain control and say, surely we can all work this out and just come around and deal with this. And then the girl takes a gun and shoots him right in the forehead. And then more people just come running and running over the edge. And then we have this loop of, of uh, Mick firing with his loop. And the movie just ends with this non-conclusion, I guess. This, this sure. point of just uh, lack of resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not about some right. People have said the same about this podcast. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the ending, the end, the ending's the best part. It, like when the episode's over. Yeah. Like completely done. Completely done. Good. Every week is the best. Good. I'm okay with that. So I guess this movie borrowed uh, a, a bunch of stuff from this uh, Gene Vigo movie uh, called Zero de Conduit. Which is also about kids fighting back against a shitty school, but instead of bullets, they throw vegetables at them. Mm. And do you think it would have the same like? Do you think it's have the same social weight, like the social commentary weight, if it was vegetables? No, it's from no. old nineteen nineteen thirty three. It's from. Okay. Yeah. It's probably good though, right? Ah, uh, you'd think so. Is that what Veggie Tales is about? Is that what Veggie Tales is about? Yeah, I'm not sure, but could be, right? Right? I don't know. Could be. I mean, it, it might be. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, this was a revisit for me. Um, I've never loved this movie or anything mm-hmm. like that. I think it's interesting. Malcolm McDowell's good. I was uh, like Malcolm McDowell in movies. I think. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like a British oddity in some ways. I'm actually surprised it's got such a been so well regarded mm-hmm. uh, politically. I mean, on on this old pod, we've talked about 1968 an awful lot. Uh, I think it's tough to imagine the world of the time that this was coming out of, and like why one like the Palm Door was like very political too, because it's like there's student uprisings happening everywhere. Um, and you know being suppressed by uh, state governments uh, violently so this movie kind of came along and i don't know like even if you read about some of this stuff you're like oh is this movie being made as a response to it i mean or did they kind of read the room uh so this is based on uh this was originally a screenplay called the crusaders mm-hmm. um and it got kind of jostled around a little bit and at one point uh director nicholas ray director of Rebel Without a Cause. Uh, he was approached about doing this, but apparently he had a nervous breakdown and so didn't wind up doing it. 
So we'll end up with Lindsay Anderson. And it would be a, it would have been a very different movie, I suspect, if Nicholas Ray had directed it. Nick uh, Ray? Did Nick Ray not all bring us other classic films? Uh, is he not the dad of Fred Olin? Ray? <laughs> I, I don't believe so. No, they're related, for sure. Oh. Come on. Fred Olin Ray and Nick Ray? That's the same dude. Don't, Whatever. don't say that it's not. Whatever, whatever you want to say. Well, one day we'll watch uh, the, the Criterion classic Bigger Than Life. Ooh. I'm a fan of that. And In a Lonely Place. That'd be good. What happens in a lonely place, do you think? Drinking. Oh. A lot of alcoholism. Is it day. dark in there? Uh, Yeah. Usually? Probably. Is it yeah, dank? It's, it's pretty dank. Ooh. Interesting, but Interesting. yeah. Um, I think what would they say? Uh, yeah, no. I if is I mean it's worth watching. Uh, for I mean, it, there's the the obvious thing where it's like, well, you want to watch the movie that made Stanley Kubrick a fan? There's that. But mm-hmm. I guess also, I don't know your your British philia, your Anglophilia might vary. Uh, if if it if you're really wanting to watch British cinema. You should mm-hmm. watch this movie 100%. But I don't know how... Like, I mean, I was kind of introduced to this movie that way. So I kind of have a a bit of nostalgia for it mm-hmm. from that time when, I, when I've been watching this and like a lot of like Malcolm McDowell movies and Oliver Reed movies, um, Michael Caine stuff. And this is definitely like, you know, it's different than a Hammer Horror movie. That's for sure. Um, Could say but, that say that <laughs> but which is more of the british stuff that we wind up watching these days but or i mean or you could like talk, think about like the the browning version which is a very different has a different vibe completely but but uh it's dealing with similar subject matter but in a definitely more of a traditional way because i don't know um if a is an edge of a movie being looked at from an educator standpoint i don't know what this movie would make you afraid to deal with children or what what message you think this movie is trying to uh, convey the one thing i actually noticed a lot when talking about this movie amongst uh, i mean justin peterson mentioned it and a bunch of other reviewers kind of talking about terrorism a lot which is interesting because i never i never really crossed my mind and i definitely watched if uh in a post columbine world uh but I don't know. To me, it was kind of like you're not. I don't think you're ever given a position where you're like, "Oh, those, those, what's happening to those people?" <laughs> They're just like laying on the grass. Like the idea that this movie's like particularly violent or anything like that, or worthy of an X rating, or like this like bloodbath. Like, no, <laughs> not 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 even a little bit. So uh, that kind of shock of it, I guess, is kind of worn off of it so to me it's just kind of like oh yeah this seems like an inevitable conclusion to the way that this is set up it's not it's not a, sh- a big surprise but i don't know i mean it's just a depiction of like uh class structures that i mean i think still continue to exist in england even though they would say no of course not we don't have that anymore it's like oh yeah sure do uh pretty sure everywhere right everywhere has it you yeah. are correct um but yeah, when you watch the uh, the the Up series documentaries, you see it there, and this is kind of feels like it fits into that nebula 
of like when you see mm-hmm. the schools and stuff like that and like the the kids that are coming up to this and it's like yeah these would be like the contemporary like um mick would definitely fit into that like age group and you're kind of saying oh this is like a cinematic version of, <laughs> of that uh moment in, in terms of like some mm-hmm. of the kids but anyways yeah i mean i like if um i wouldn't run around recommending it to just anybody but i mean if you're like if you're watching movies you should watch it so do do that um but what do what do you think rj of if because i i don't know what you would think of this i wouldn't give it any ifs ands or buts whoa what Uh, about an it's uh probably not okay yeah probably not um this movie's popped up on my radar uh, radar uh, a few times mm-hmm. um when i was interested in criterion movies i'm not and anymore i feel like oh. this is the uh, definitely the type of movie that's on like edgar wright's uh oh like, i'm sure i'm sure yeah when i was interested in criterions um uh and also like i like i, I looked in this i remember they had it in like uh i can't remember what it was it was in the same kind of ballpark as movies like I think like Ace in the Hole and Salo and like like I don't know movies that are like depressing I guess or have or not depressing but are shocking I guess right I, I remember being on a list with like movies like that and I remember it was out of the things I had seen this was the thing that popped up a lot like you should watch this uh, like if you like that and I was like all right all right I like Malcolm McDowell his face is unique unique yeah like he's not ugly or anything like that and he's not like do you know what i mean like i mean i know people are like appearances man don't be like reagan on malcolm mcdowell and i'm not it's just he's got a he's got a unique look like his face when you look at it you kind of get like drawn in you're like what is his face you're like what is this what am i looking at here um so anyways my point is i had a i had heard about this movie a long time ago and uh, I I had meant to watch it years ago, but once we started doing this, I was like, eh, whatever, one day we'll eventually get around to it. We'll get around to it. So I'd heard about it a lot, and I uh, my assumption was that I would like this movie quite a bit. Um, just like generally, I think this movie is good. I, yeah. I like a lot of parts of this movie. There's a couple parts I don't like. Sure. Uh, and it's more. It's mostly just because I think they drag too long. Uh, and the example of that would be like the uh, the scene where they they uh, leave school and steal a bike and hang out with a girl. I didn't like that scene like very much at all. I was really bored. I was like, eh. Eh. I was like, I don't care. I was like, is this real? I don't know. Maybe if so, I'm not interested in this that much. But I did like. I do actually just like. Um, uh, like boarding school shows. Like I really like School Ties. You know that uh, that Brendan Fraser film, Jarrett, with Matt Damon in it. Oh sure. You know School Ties. I like that. I don't know because I I find boarding school really like a really strange uh concept. Um, like I know it's been like I don't know a thing for a long time. I never went to boarding school or anything like that. But uh, anytime you watch boarding school movies, it's always like uh this hierarchy of dominance between yeah like with the boys and like the ages but then within it too and i do think it is a it's a good like um 
like a base to tell like a story. Some would say even potentially metaphors for other mm-hmm. things or allusions to current political, socio-economical uh, <laughs> people. Yeah. Or things like that. Correct. Correct. You know, you know, I don't know. Anyways, um, I feel like it's a good, uh, it's a good frame to tell a lot of different stories is my point. So uh, I like, I like boarding school stories. Um, you know, I like uh, Catholic adjacent stuff. I'm going to say adjacent because it's uh, on the bubble. So uh, it's got it all in there. Uh, yeah, I, I like, um, I do like the way they kind of set it up with the characters. Like, you know, Travis, Malcolm McDowell. And I do like seeing the younger kids and kind of the getting the younger kids get like instilled with that, like violence early and uh-huh. uh, like how it's, it just kind of trickle down violence, you know? Well, it, but the, but this will look. This is where you'll be told. Well, it's natural. It's it's something, all right. Natural. It's just people are just like this. That's what they say. That is mm. what they say. They say boys will be boys, right, Jared? Yeah. It's just how things have always been, and you go, well, okay. Some cool. some boys, and they have different rules for other boys. Yeah, I mean that is also a thing. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, I was just curious. So yeah, I mean. I will just say that this is like the Church of England. Let's just go with that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I assume, too. But uh, yeah. that's why Catholic adjacent, I think, works pretty well. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I've i seen this kind of movie, I think, a lot of times where it's like abusive, like housemates and things like that. And boys uh, that are on the fringe that are sick of it and want to do something else. Seen this a lot in some version or another. Was this the one that had a lot of other ones follow it? Maybe I don't know. Brown versions before this, right? Uh, that's a different yeah. story, though. Actually, that's yeah, that's more very about the different. professor. Yes, uh, I but boarding things in general. I mean, um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, I don't know. I I do like the turmoil that is in there. Like, I really like after the torture scene. When it's just Malcolm McDowell kind of just like crying in his room, and mm. he's just like drinking, shooting, shooting like Nerf gun darts at stuff. Little dart gun. Yeah, I like at, that. At everything. At anything you can find. It shows his hatred for the world, Jarrett. For everybody. For everybody. Yeah. But uh, I do like the little crew that he has. And I was like, oh, these these are not, these boys aren't doing anything bad. They're just. They're just trying to. They're just trying to be there, man. Ladding about. Yeah, like they're not doing anything bad, but when it does get to the end, with all the fanny stuff, I was like, okay. It's like I see where this is going now. Where I, I was kind of like, did this one happen? I don't know. Did this one happen? Oh, you know what I mean? Because it's. I do think it kind of dips into that like uh, realm a little bit, where it's like these things are happening, but then you go, but are they? Mm-hmm. if this could happen would it and you go all right all right all right and i think that's uh i don't think that's a a bad way to do it um i'm sure there's a lot of movies who've copied that kind of thing i kind of do i don't know i don't know if i i'd rather have like a more definitive ending or not i think this is fine but i am kind of i am definitely with you we're watching it now i was just like is this school shooters is this <laughs> Is this who we're rooting for on this one? Uh, 
because by the time they hit there, I was like, I understand their frustration with it, but I don't know. There's like what two and a half school shootings a day in America or something like that, and watching this now, you're kind of like, uh, I don't know. Even though, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, it was, I was kind of surprised when I was reading that because I mean, it's a fair, it's a fair thing to bring up. It, it didn't really hit me. Uh, yeah. watching it, like I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's the inevitability of this story, I guess, the way that they're telling it. But then you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> that whole thing. But yeah, again, this is where the politics—it's just—it's so rec- unrecognizable. The 1968, uh, the counterculture was a thing that really, uh, really scared those in power, and the backlash was strong enough that it kind of uh, pushed pushed it back, and it kind of has collapsed into the hell world that we now live in so very nice yeah hey, you, know what's a, um, you know what's yeah. a fun movie that i would what's recommend uh, adjacent i think a movie that i think is cool ties better than uh if is uh the alan clark film from 1979 called scum i think uh, i've it's, heard it's, you it's, mention that movie i have before. yeah i have uh it's set in a borstal that's a juvie british juvie uh that movie's like really good it's mm. it's a rough and tumble movie too uh ray young ray winstone uh is your star because mm-hmm. he would have been like 20 or something like that when it came out mm-hmm. so yeah winstone in his prime prime winstone <laughs> before he was just doing Vin- like vo- voice acting in puss and boots the last wish Vintage uh and ra- rango and apparently he's in black widow I mean, maybe. I, I always know Ray Winstone from his hit performance in Edge of Darkness, the Mel Gibson movie. You mm-hmm. remember that one, Jarrett? Yeah. Remember his... Or Noah. Remember him and Noah? What about The Departed? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. There's that, uh, too. Cats? I, I... Remember from Cats? Uh, he, pl- he, plays, he plays Growl Tiger. Uh, I mean, maybe. Or remember, has he? You remember Beowulf? I just remember that part in the trailer where he's, I am Beowulf. And the the cadence to it, I always found really off. He's like, I am Beowulf. I was like, why does he say it like that? I never <laughs> understood it. I don't know. Yeah, I remember Beowulf, a scanner darkly coming out, and they're like, it's mixed animation, man. It's the future of cinema. Is that the voice they used? This was the voice they used, man future sure yeah so, so and, you're in you're in the like this movie's good and boy yeah, oh boy I, yeah. this is actually like after the last two fucking weeks oh yeah like yeah. it's like oh this is what a real movie's oh, like and a- yeah exactly Sweet. exactly a uh, real movie yeah it's like this is good it, it's like uh this isn't sweet movie mm-hmm yeah, we're, and that, we're worthless, <laughs> worthless. And that's that's exactly it. It's just like this is a real movie. Where the last two weeks, it's like these aren't movies. Yeah, these aren't these aren't anything. None it's of this not, is. It's nothing. This is nothing. Isn't that? But isn't that art? Art isn't real, Jared. I don't know. So if that's why it's great. Well, no, that, that's why it's great. Yeah, See? but yeah, no, I I like I like if uh, it's like I said the only my only knocks against it is uh, I think it's a little too long. Um, like I did, I found that scene or that whole sequence with the shop girl. I was like, I don't care. And then, uh, yeah, at the end with our current 
climate. I was kind of like, school shooters. Well, ima- ima- well, imagine if this guy showed up at Pizza Hut and he was just Holy like, fuck. man, you guys are not helping Domino's out by existing. <laughs> and I'd say, interesting, interesting, as I walk behind and I pull that emergency button that goes right to the police. Yeah. You know about police? He knows about police. Yeah. When he's not drinking Diet Cola, he's online with the police department. I'm thirsty. A little thirsty. I'm sure you're thirsty. You're a hardworking guy. You want to hear it from people who hate this movie? Yeah. There's one that I just I gotta say here. This is this is the third one down. Mm-hmm. This is from Chris. This is a half star review. I'm seeing a photo of a shirtless man. But Uh-oh. sometimes when I'm mad, I tear off a handful of my pubes and eat them. Uh, uh um was was uh was was that in this this movie? Uh, I think that's just Chris making a statement. Chris has three favorite films, not yep. four. Spider Man Two, <laughs> Clockwork Orange, Yep, and La La Land. Oh, and uh, recent lists include Raimi uh, rated, Rocky rated, and the DC animated universe rated. So that's what Chris is about. And his picture is uh it's Toby Maguire from Spider Man shirtless. Okay. I didn't click. Yeah. I just I just I saw some tiny little picture of like a shirtless man. Yeah, it's uh it's Toby Maguire. I, I got a closer look at that. I was trying okay. to see what was going on here. Okay. So well so a little bit after that one, uh there's BB Payne. Uh got him. Uh one star. I used to like when I saw this, I'm like, was this is this Julian from Trailer Park Boys? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, if he has a rum and coke in the other hand, uh, uh, he might. He, he, it's out of frame. Yeah, maybe this film meant something in its time, but it just has zero impact now. McDowell is good for his part. One star. This person also half starred Persona and said, "There is nothing for me in this boring, pretentious piece of art." Yeah, that movie is uh, not. Yeah, they only four starred oh, Grave of the sorry. Fireflies. Ah, uh. you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, Persona, and then oh, uh, sure. I was I was thinking of not Bergman. I yes. was thinking of uh, performance, and I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I agree with that. I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. that's not what you just said. No, Persona. Uh, here's some other half stars. El Topo. Oh, they half starred performance as well. Uh, it <laughs> no, there you go. We we got oh, there. We interesting. Uh, half starred Killing of a Chinese Bookie. Uh, okay. Oh, half starred. I know where I'm going. Remember that one, Jer? I know where I'm going. Uh, oh. So, I mean, they got that. Two good movies that are in their favorites are Warrior, the man, the male boy weepies, and Real Steel, the robot boxing movie. So, they're they're on to something, <laughs> this person. A um, few more down, we got Rantanucci. Okay. I One star. Him. This shit just don't play no more. A terrorist attack by nihilistic slackers on a bunch of doofuses? This may have spoken to the great revolutionary spirit of those times, and for all the right reasons, but now, it's just gun violence. person's not wrong. They're not wrong. Uh, Rantanucci is a former librarian. Write a little. Read a lot. From Cleveland, Ohio. We have an enormous 
following in Cleveland are just incredibly huge. Oh, shit. Listen to this, boy. Uh, This is a long one, but I'll read this first paragraph. Ryan Nichols, one star. I have never written publicly about these films, but do you know why I hate movies like Lord of the Flies, Dazed and Confused, and A Brighter Summer Day? Because a considerable amount of the runtime of these films is dedicated to young people beating each other up in the name of, quote, kids are savages, unquote, and using them as pawns for some sort of remarkably dumb, heavy-handed allegory. Now, setting Days and Confused aside is hardly anyone ever seems to object to the endless, disgusting scenes of hazing and kids spanking each other. Peter Brook and Edward Yang's films both seem determined to say something with their endless bouts of violence and child cruelty. In the end, they amount to nothing, and I think there are far better ways to portray the dark side of mankind. Neither film features it, and I personally believe Days and Confused, which I did drag in here, represents all of the worst side of humanity, but not in any meaningful way. Interesting. Interesting. This person seems to have several hot takes. They have starred her, the Spike Jones film, and they have a lengthy, lengthy review of Mm. why that film is disgusting, they say. They have starred everything, everywhere, all at once, and they have... Holy shit, like... It's got to be like a, it's three thousand words. It this would be like four word like word pages. Just how yeah. how big this review is. Damn. This person's got the. Uh, they got something to say. They got something to say in their bio. They said mostly trying to watch good movies, <laughs> and I <laughs> I kind of appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> trying or trying to mostly see good movies. It's like, me too, man. Me too. Their favorite films include lots of Japanese stuff, Lost in Translation, The River. They got The River in there, Jarrett. Remember The River? I do. Repo Man, Repo Man uh, Inherent Vice. What? Get out of here. Oh, look, look, look at this. We got Co- Kobe, Kobe Rules. Kobe Rules? Okay. Co- Co- Kobe Rules, one star. I guess I'm just not a huge fan of British sadism to children because as with scum... This left me pretty cold. Hmm. Oh. It's also very much a zeitgeist film. And coming long before my time is that much harder to relate to, all the more so for being within a culture to which I have almost zero exposure. It was slapped with an X rating on release, and one can only imagine much of that was a political concern rather than a genuine distaste for the level of violence depicted. Um, <clears throat> I tend to rate lower than most because... <laughs> I was 900 films deep into my Excel spreadsheet of my how important (laughs) is a physical copy of this film to me system, at which anything I don't care to own for whatever reason is automatically a half star before I started using it. I feel feel like you've done this before with the same person. So one star and up are all some degree of I liked it, which means one star (laughs) for me translates to what often 2.5 or 3 for most people. You've definitely done this guy before. I don't hate films as much as my graph suggests. I do, is my point. I can't can't understand someone who's like, most of my films are going to be one star, but that means I like it. And you go, what? (laughs) Why rate it at all? There's a whole universe beyond that. Why why rate it at all, you know? Anyways, just bizarre. 
I see here now they have a two and a half star ranking somewhere, so they're not even holding to their own system. Oh, the fuck are they talking about? Kobe rules. God damn. No clue. No clue. Well, selfish. Any final thoughts on if wish it was eat? Uh, <laughs> eat? Yeah, sure. Eat. Uh, eat. Uh, no, I mean it's nice to watch a real movie again. <laughs> yeah, um, what a what a treat! What a treat! Uh, I no, no I subtitles. It's like how, well, it, it's British, but I understand what they're saying. I can oh. understand most of the time. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, no. It um, yeah. It, it was. I liked it. There are a few things I was like, yeah, I could do without this, yeah. but nothing that whole. Nothing that I think breaks the movie. Uh, a real sense. three and a half stars. You know. Yes. Yeah, nothing that breaks the show. So. Yeah, that's sometimes that's all you need in these trying times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Great. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, well then, after the break, um, I don't know, we go burn a giant crocodile thing. Uh, why didn't they keep it? Yeah, that thing was super cool. I don't I know. know. It, was, it was about sending a message. Sending a message. Joker style. It's not about the money, Jarrett. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old time movie about a ghost from a wishing well. In a castle dark Or a fortress strong With chains upon my feet You know that ghost is me And I will never be set free As long as I'm a ghost You can't see If I could read your mind, love what a tale your thoughts could tell Just like a paperback novel The kind of drugstore sell When you reach the park RJ, if you were a child, would you want to go into public school? In the no. British sense? <laughs> no, I know people from public schools. The worst. The, the worst. worst. Where, where did you go to school? Well, I went to private school if I was British because it's confusing. Nope. I went to private school because in England, that's what they say when they mean public school. And public schools are the private ones because they're British. Is there anything else they could fuck up for us? Don't get them started. With their gray food and their... open tourism policy where anyone can just go travel to that country for the next two weeks unbelievable unbelievable so just a just a disaster who would ever want to go i don't know i i not me you've got a month to write in folks and tell us why you'd ever want to go uh rj laughs he laughs at you all um, but we're and we're gone for two weeks. But in the meantime, That's why uh, you, you can follow RJ on uh, Instagram, posting once a week. Uh, you can watch us yep. on Letterbox, not log anything for two weeks. 
Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. We're on SoundCloud. <laughs> you have to listen to all those episodes that we won't be uploading. Uh, real uh, dead time. A real dead time. They could go to Patreon and listen to the Star Trek Enterprise episodes. Oh, 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 oh baby. Uh, those are some of the best ones we've ever done, in my opinion. <sighs> yeah. 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 Some of the best. Some of the best. Yeah. Uh, you can hear me yawning on the microphone. No, no, that was for Discovery. Enterprise yeah, was Enterprise oh, was good. recently. Yeah. Yeah. And and hey, two weeks or something from now, we begin the Hiroshi Teshigara box set, RJ. You know what this? I'm incredible. I'm, and, I'm and the, incredible. It's a tr- it's a three movies, and the first one we'll talk about when we get back is Pitfall from 1962. Great game. The At- I was gonna say the Atari game, Pitfall, or was it Nintendo? Uh, Nintendo. Pit, Pitfall is pretty good, I think. Pitfall? Yeah. It is a video game of it some is sort. Of some sort, of some uh, reputation. Yeah. Do you know about video games? Uh, uh, too much. More than I want to know. Yeah? That's too bad for you. But, I mean, yeah, maybe I'll post on to Instagrams. Maybe I won't. Maybe Jarrett will share what's going on for the next two weeks. Probably no. not. Oh, just know that we're not dead people and, can uh, piece together the mystery they can be on discord maybe Jarrett I'll, I'll, getting I'll, a colonoscopy for two weeks I'll, that's true I mean I'll make some a vague post I'll find things that mm-hmm. don't give a, give it away you know what I'm saying on the discord yeah that's Patreon where I'll be exclusive that's right you want, you want to wear <laughs> yeah, yeah boys fellas and one gal I think maybe uh, yeah, sounds about I, right. I think there's one gal, maybe. Maybe, yeah. but we'll, we won't. We won't tell the boys that. They they sure behave like there's no one else in the room. Real they locker, sure do. real locker room talk. You know what I've heard though? Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Is what I've heard. Yeah, and then one day they'll be on the Supreme Court. I mean, yeah, it's watching, really scary stuff. Watching Ari Aster movies. Oh God, could you imagine? Smoking cigarettes. Don't sweeten the pot. Mm-hmm. On an already spoiled d- deal. Well, or whatever. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye good- for good. Goodbye forever. For now. <laughs> <laughs>